What the fuck is up, you lovely ladies and gentlemen? This is the TNT Podcast, episode 14. God damn, 14 episodes where we talk about everything wrestling from WWE, Ring of Honor. We break down the fourth roll, Raw, SmackDown, everything you can think of. And of course, we talk about that blockhead that is goddamn Brock Lesnar, who has the Universal Championship, just sitting at his goddamn desk at home, doing nothing with it. It's a collecting dust. Now, this week, I have my producer on with me, but also we have a very special guest, one of my closest homies, King <laughs> Ricky Rose. You can call me Universal Royalty, actually. Oh, excuse me, Universal Royalty. Jeez. Gosh. One, you have to let people know that they're in... The presence of royalty when they're on this podcast. Oh, Today, sorry. at least. Uh, today, at least. <laughs> so it's obviously because I'm here. Yes, of course my <laughs> producer is here with me. But, of course, the extra special guest is my homie, King Rick. Sorry. <clears throat> universal royalty, King Ricky Rose. More universal than that universal title sitting at home. Mm. <laughs> yes, it is. So, a lot has happened in wrestling in the past. What is it? Wednesday, a lot has happened since Sunday. So <laughs> let's just get right into the breaking, sad breaking news that just happened today. This morning, we lost a legend, and his name is Vader. What time is it, you say? It's oh, Vader time. It's Vader time. How old was Vader? About? I think he was about 60. Vader 60 was 63. 63. 63 years old, yes. He lost. Well, he was actually sick. You know, he was going to do surgery. He had open heart surgery, and I guess Monday, well, Sunday. Tech, no, he died Monday. I guess his health just declined Monday night, and he passed. And, you know, we lost a legend. We really did. He should have went in the Hall of Fame this year. I know it was actually planned for Vader to go into the Hall of Fame, but something happened with money, and they just said no. So I'm like, Great. Which is a shame, because uh, when you think about it, it's when you think about Vader, um, he is one of the most athletic big men in wrestling history. If you look back at his matches, he was so dominant and yet so amazingly athletic for his size. A lot of people forget he was a two-time All-American at the University of Colorado. He went to play for the Los Angeles Rams mm-hmm. when they were in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um and then he went into wrestling, and he went to WCW first and was a heavyweight champion, a television champion, U.S. champion for a while. Went to WWE, and ironically, in WWE, he never won a title. He was, oh. just, he was just a really big villain. I mean, he had crossover appeal. He was scaring the living daylights out of people. He was on Boy Meets World for an episode, too. Um, that was a good episode too. Which a lot of people, you know, remember that episode because, or remember that TV show because Vader was on it that one time. And I think Vader, unfortunately, while he was living, didn't get a lot of credit for how good he actually was. But he is probably the most athletic big man of all time. He can do anything in the ring. Like he was like Chris Jericho, but bigger. Jericho has such a unique style where he's a cruiserweight, but yet he's a heavyweight. And Vader was like couldn't do the cruiserweight stuff as well, but he was almost the same style as Jericho. Yeah, I mean he's he's done moon not moon did he do a moonsault? I think he might have moonsaulted off of the uh, yeah he moonsaulted off of the yeah. top rope a couple of times. 
Like he I did bring that, in I the. Just, I clutched my pearls, my imaginary pearls. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> just imagine Strowman doing that. I could god. never. If I could just see well, him and Strowman in a match together, I'd be like, holy fucking shit! Don't kill him. You can in WW2K19, which I've pre-ordered. Did you really already? Already? Right. Yeah, yeah. I got the deluxe edition. So what is in the deluxe edition of a 2K19? The deluxe edition, you get Ronda Rousey. No, no, you get so you get all the pre-order characters. You get a, a season pass for all the DLC. Uh, you get extra bonus content at launch and extra tires and arenas and stuff. It's so a bunch how of much different. Was that deluxe? How much? N- Ninety dollars. Holy! Oh, fuck. I can do that. Holy shit! <laughs> I I never do like deluxe pre-orders of stuff, yeah, but I have a I have a really good feeling about 2K19. Um, as long as they bring back GM mode and alternate attires for people. As long as Inferno matches. As long as Inferno matches. For the women, can I at least help you know a woman's career, not just me making up a goddamn man and having a career? I'm pretty sure. Okay, they're going to have it in there whether they say it or not. Because they've reached a point in the women's evolution where there's there's a freaking women's Royal Rumble. There's a women's elimination chamber. Women's money in the bank. Yeah, they've reached a point where if they didn't do it, the backlash would be huge. And it's probably already done being made. All they probably did was transfer the men's career over to and change the gender of the character. That's all they I did. I mean, I had heard some rumors saying they weren't going to do it this time around. They're going to do it 2K20. And I was just like, come on. You might be waiting well, a okay. whole nother year. Well, okay, here's the thing, though. I like that idea if... If they saw the storyline in the creative for a women's career mode was really bad this year and they wanted to take another year on it, wouldn't you want that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would really want like a gender-specific career modes, but not in the way of like, oh, the men get more and the women get less or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, actually have the men facing legitimate characters that they would face if you were actually a wrestler and then have the women do like a very similar storyline but like kind of twink it a little bit instead of like meeting with Shane they meet with Stephanie or something like that make it yeah. very well you know, I think you still specific. meet with Shane touche yes come on Shane can't be in the freaking video game. well, well I, I you you would st- even if you talk to superstars today you still meet with Triple H yeah, you trips still meet and Shane and Vince. I don't think I've seen Stephanie in the game yet no Stephanie's a playable character Oh yeah, she Stephanie's is. She's always a playable, a playable character, character, but in career mode, I don't think you ever meet with Stephanie or even meet her. Playing. I don't know. I gave up on the career mode after SummerSlam. <laughs> I have not been playing career mode. Literally, just been you know making matches and like playing it. I've been trying to make a women's money in the bank match, but I can't. Just make a women's ladder match. Yeah, I've done that. But I'm like, I want a freaking money in the bank, but I don't think I can. Isn't do that it? Yet. Isn't it the money bank contract at the top of it? No, when I did a ladder match, it was just a ladder match. It was no money in the bank, nothing. I was really mad. I'm like, what the fuck on? Just, just pretend that the briefcase at the top says money in the bank. <laughs> that's the only pretend. difference. <laughs> yeah, literally, just pretend. That's all you that's, gotta do. That's the only difference. <laughs> Use your imagination. Use my imagination. <laughs> there will be a women's career mode of some sort in there, mm-hmm. and I think they're like, with like, let's just say Paige, for example, she's gonna be the GM in the game, but I think she will be a playable character. Only she has ex- to be. Only in exhibition mode, though, not in like in universe mode. No, I feel well. Universe mode is really wide open in the past year. I haven't even like you done can do it. anything in universe mm-hmm. mode. Yeah, I, universe I, mode I, is like too expansive. 
it's I, they need I, they need to like shut it down a little bit. I, they need even tried, do it. I think I tried that once and I just got confused as fuck. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I enjoy yeah. universe mode, but the fact that I have to do everything in universe mode, you can't really like sim through stuff. Like, I mean, you can sim through stuff, but if you like want to play universe mode, you have to play every single match. And there are just some things that I, I don't, don't do that. Play. Usually, I just, I just, I don't, you know, play in the match. I just be like, you know, hit start, start. I'm just gonna sit here and watch the match. <laughs> You know, but that but it's just long. They need to revamp it. They want. I've I've been watching a lot of up up down down, like yes. I always do. Um and yeah and and Tyler Breeze and Xavier Woods are going through GM mode from like SmackDown versus Raw like 2006 or something, or 2007 or something like that. And like that mode would be awesome, where you actually have to be a legitimate GM of a brand and you have to sign wrestlers to. Um, you sign wrestlers to contracts, and you have to use the money that you get to put on the shows. And special gimmick matches cost more money. The best and part is, is like back then there wasn't as much of a brand split. Now that there is one, it would make more sense. It would make perfect sense to do it because then you yeah, can like negotiate contracts with wrestlers, and you know you have to check up on how they feel about being on the brand. If they're not doing well, you got to put them in more matches and stuff. You can get so much more creative. If they integrated a way of doing uh, revamping universe mode and making it more of like a GM type thing, mm-hmm. or you can do it kind of like the way Madden does, where you have the option of being like the GM, the head coach, or just a player. Ew, Madden. That's EA. Hey, it's in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Good one. <laughs> so I love. I love me some Madden. So let's talk about the next breaking news that happened just yesterday. So. After his Money in the Bank lost to Daniel Bryan, Big Cass has now been released. But we all know. <laughs> but he did not get his regards. What do they usually say? <laughs> we, we, we wish you wa- walking your future endeavors or something like that. He yeah, did not well get in your future his endeavors. future endeavors like his tag team partner, Enzo Amore. And he Enzo, Enzo actually went on Twitter. After the news of Big Cass getting fired, saying, hashtag, how you doing? I'm just like, Enzo is shady as fuck. Enzo, Enzo has a consensual sh- penis. His, can't tell him anything. Disgusting. <laughs> and his disgusting consensual penis. But, hey, he may have a consensual penis, but it's an innocent consensual penis. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just bad. I mean, it's, you know what's really funny? Um, someone on Twitter picked up on this. Big Cass got released the same, same day. Yeah, the same day that, that uh, they Enzo. broke up last year. Sorry. The exact same day. That's and right. Enzo actually shared it. He said he's like he said that it's the one year anniversary of when him and Big Cass broke up, and then the news came out that Big Cass <laughs> got released. Yeah, it's sad. It's it's sad. It's kind of ironic. Um. It's very ironic, actually. It's also more ironic that they actually aren't friends in real life anymore. Yeah, uh, Enzo said some shit to Big Cass after he broke his uh, ACL, and Big Cass actually replied. And that, way, that, that wasn't storyline stuff? No, they no. actually <laughs> do not like each other. Um, Enzo was actually at a, a, a con over the weekend. He was someone, at Ace Comic Con in uh, on Long Island, where, like five minutes from my house. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a Comic Con, and a bunch of fans, you know, coming up to him asking him to you know sign the pop that has him and Big Cass on it. So he signs his and then draws a dick on Big Cass's. Pop. 
What an asshole. Yeah, and he actually <laughs> put it on his Instagram. He wait, wait, wait. It, no, no, no. He drew, he, he drew a consensual penis. Yeah, he drew a consensual <laughs> penis on Big Cass's face and then put it on his Instagram. He's like, here's mine. And he goes, how you doing? <laughs> and I'm just like, you are such an asshole. Is that just hysterical? But there are reasons why Big Cass got released. Now, the one reason was that a couple weeks ago during this whole Daniel Bryan feud, a little person came out to the ring dressed as Daniel Bryan. And, you know, he did their shtick, blah, 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 kicked him, and that was it. But Big Cass actually went into business for himself and started to hit the little person, started punching him in the face and all that, after Vince deliberately told him, do not do that. Him and Creative said, Big Cass, do not do it. And Big Cass said, fuck it and just did it anyway so he had a lot of heat backstage also um if you did not know a lot of people already know this he is a big huge trump supporter so he has a lot of heat for his political views why does he have a lot of heat wait wait why the man's in the cabinet what limited man's in trump's cabinet you didn't know that I know so that. why would he have heat backstage for that? He'd be protected. Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, don't like Trump backstage, and he will, you know, go on and on about Trump. And, okay, you know. okay. I'm not saying this. Cause I, I'm not revealing my political views. Mm-hmm. But can you never say anything about Trump and, like, oh, it's because of this and all that? I don't care about what his political views are. And neither does McMahon. Neither no, does Ricky. Neither does anyone. I really don't care. Actually, no one. I don't really care. I don't. I don't care if Chris Jericho comes up as the biggest communist in the world. He's still <laughs> awesome. I mean, Alexa Bliss is a freaking Republican. People still fucking love her. So um, have you seen her lately? Hmm? Um. Wait. So Alexa Bliss is a Republican. That's relevant for what reason? That's relevant for nothing. Have you seen her? Yeah, she's super hot. <laughs> exactly. No one cares what <laughs> political party like she is guy. when she's that hot. <laughs> and also, the big reason why was, I guess, on a bus trip, the, he was on the tour bus with a bunch of other wrestlers. He was in the bathroom, and the bathroom lock became broken. So Big Cass started to get angry, started to think people were actually, you know, doing this on purpose, didn't know the lock was actually, you know, broken. Oh, they were trying to rip him. Down the door. What a dumbass! And everyone on the on this bus was upset because they had to go use the bathroom with the door open. So from what well, I'm hearing, it's not like they don't see each other's junk, anyways. I know, but I mean, people were just you know upset like Big Cash is doing the ultimate most. Like he just broke down the door because he thought somebody was actually trying to play a practical joke on him, and it was literally just an accident. So Big Cash literally. Pissed a lot of people off. So then uh, Tuesday uh, afternoon early around 3 o'clock, Vince McMahon asked Big Cass to come in. Big Cass came in. They said the meeting lasted about three to five minutes before they announced Big Cass's demise. Of course. Yep. So Big Cass is now officially out of the WWE and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> he wasn't going anywhere anytime he soon. Wasn't. He got injured at the like at the worst time for him. He had a pretty good thing going. He tore his ACL. He came back. They it's not actually it's kind of not actually Cass's fault. They brought Cass back on SmackDown, which is an okay move in of itself. And then they they one tried to make him a heel, which he's not really a natural heel, and. They they put him in a storyline that he couldn't win either way. 
Nope. They put him in a shit storyline with Daniel Bryan with the I'm a big guy, you're a little guy, a total Vince-like jerk-off moment. And... <laughs> And it just wasn't going, going to anywhere. ever work out. No, it, not even that it wasn't going to go anywhere. It just was never going to work out in his favor. You can't try to give somebody heat and a big push against the most, probably the most over wrestler of the last. I would say 10 of last years. twenty years. Twenty. <laughs> Since '98, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, and that Brian is more consistently over, in my opinion. Uh, As a face. I say he's the most over baby face because, you know, Stone Cold's like an anti-hero. He was anti-hero, yeah. True. Well, like, Van Daniel Bryan is a good, clean, white baby face. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And he is he is damn good at what he does. I wouldn't mind seeing a heel <laughs> Daniel Bryan again. Oh, like when he... Well, that's when the Yes movement started. The Yes movement yeah, started Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him, like, turn heel again. I wouldn't mind either. I don't no, but, know. but not like, right now. Like, like yeah, maybe no, in a few years. Me, yeah, just give me right around. now. Just give me happy. Yes, moving Daniel Bryan, Mister. I'm so glad to be back, Daniel Bryan. Don't give me heel Daniel Bryan right now. Not right now. No, no you, you got to build Daniel up to Bryan, it. Yeah. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz is officially underway. Yes. <gasps> and um, wrestling yes. is going to be all yes. the better for it. This is a feud that has been building so since that. It's been epic building since 2010 snack. when Miz was his protege. Yes. I'm just I, hoping these about rumors are wrong and we're not getting at Extreme Rules. I want it at SummerSlam. Do not give it to me at Extreme Rules because you're going to fuck it up. No, I, I don't think it, it is SummerSlam. going to happen at Extreme Rules. I think they're going to be they're going to be a little distant. And oh. then it's gonna it's it's a setup. They're setting up. This is a summer program. So he just started the summer program by being the being the quote unquote ultimate opportunist and just screwing Daniel Bryan out of a gauntlet thing, which works perfectly. And now this is gonna drag on all the way till Brooklyn when they're gonna have their their blow off match and it's gonna be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that I can see. I'm like, if you're just gonna give me a match at extreme rules, I'm gonna be really, really upset. But the SummerSlam Oh god, stop it. Ugh. <laughs> I'll tell you how it is. I'll be in the crowd. So, lucky you. <laughs> Not lucky me. I'm gonna be at all four shows. Also lucky you. I wish I could have gone, but I couldn't. Do you know so, how tiring that is? Huh? <laughs> that is that is a tiring. That That's is a lot of I wrestling. Mean, I mean, true. I mean, I didn't I didn't go to all four shows over the weekend. And resume only went to two. So, and that was tiring enough. That's exhausting. <laughs> it was so exhausting. It's a lot of wrestling for With an three days of, of no sleep, just no sleep, no food, but a lot of alcohol. <laughs> New Orleans is my spirit animal. So huh? New Orleans is my spirit animal. Yes, it is. Oh my god, I miss it so much. Did just come, did just so, come up here to Detroit? Maybe you to talk about first. Just come, just, just come up here to Detroit. Awesome. Nah, you guys. No, no, that's Flint. Up. <laughs> Coming from a New Yorker. Oh, <laughs> no, that's Flint. <laughs> oh God, so. So which pay per view should we talk about first? NXT Takeover or the Sh- shitty? Money in the it bank? was awesome. I don't it know. It was about okay it. for me. I was still in NXT Takeover. I'm like, look, NXT Takeover was better than NXT. Takeover is all I mean, the main roster could ever. 
You're never uh, if you're gonna try to compare a, a main roster show with a takeover. The only only show that you can maybe compare it to on a consistent basis is maybe WrestleMania, maybe some probably the Big Four compared to a takeover. And even then, sometimes takeover still wins because takeover is a much more organized, much more clean show from top to bottom four hours. than any. That's true. If it's not four or five hours, it's usually just two or three. I can handle that. Four or five hours just sitting there mashed and mashed and half that shit is boring. Uh, kill me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they do a lot of more quality over quantity. And I also think it's because their roster is smaller. And yes. now all the, uh, and so, and a lot of the new pay-per-views moving up, moving co- moving forward, is that they're, they're, they're in their interpromotional shows. So hopefully the quality should get better. It, ha- it, it so, has pretty much so far, with, dissent, with the exception of Backlash, with... We don't talk about Backlash. Don't talk about Backlash. But no. with the exception of that <laughs> show, Money in the Bank was a very good pay-per-view. I would rank it as my probably the best so far this year. Yes. Of the main roster? Oh, okay. This year, let me see. What happened? Backlash doesn't count. I mean, I this actually, year, as of right now, it was actually, you know, it was an okay match. It was actually the, the no legit okay best part of the pay per view was Alexa Bliss cashing in. Uh, no, Vivian, think about I it. Have, Just think about this. You can't have Ronda lose, Ronda Rousey lose clean, according to Vince McMahon. You can't. Well, I mean, according to Wrestling Logic, you can't have her lose yes. clean. It's her first ever singles match yes. on yeah, televised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did Alexa no, no, Bliss have to no, win no, no. in You the can't first have place. Nia Jax lose clean because that makes her look weak. But, but why'd you also, have to have Alexa win money in a big period? She and also a lot of people the championship. Would, and also a lot of people would be upset if Ronda got the title so, quickly. If with with Alexa coming in, that that sets up a possible triple threat. I know it's Nia Jax versus uh, Alexa, but I think Ronda Rousey was trying to fear herself into it. I just don't like. I mean, with her thirty day suspension now that she beat the shit out of Bliss, um, that would make her coming in to to the match plausible. I just don't think that Alexa should have won. Nope. That's my thing. I she should not have won, period. I wanted Ember Moon, you know, but she's too green. That's she's bullshit. Not too, what are you talking about? No. On the main are roster, absolutely. Sure, but she couldn't put on a show. Here's my, here's my thing with the money in the bank. The money in the bank, historically, has been used to elevate individuals or elevate storylines it elevated edge into a hall of famer it elevated the miz into a main eventer um it elevated seth rollins into a main event player and a and champion and a future hall of famer um i don't think alexa bliss needed to be elevated she already had the high profile that she that she, you know, that that she has, you know, deserved. She's a great character. She didn't need it. Um, nope. Becky, Becky may have needed to elevate herself. Ember Becky Moon, needed it badly. Ember Moon, of all people, needed it because that's... But she's too green. That's something that she deserved. I don't give she a fuck the, about she she's too green. She didn't even have the NXT Championship that long before they brought her up to the main roster. She had it for it's, all of what? Two I don't months? Think I don't think it's about being green. It's about giving people a chance. Like, they gave Jack Swagger and they elevated him. It elevated CM Punk twice. 
to to you know main event status. That's what it's that's what it's designed to do. It's designed what did Alexa to give somebody need a out of this? She literally just lost the championship at WrestleMania. Then all of a sudden, nope. Let's just give it back to her in June. And For she lost what? the blow off. At, she lost the, the blow story off told in the match and really helped because I really think Becky Lynch is winning next year. If you look at like, this year and last year's women's match. Whether it was last year with Ellsworth climbing the ladder or this year with Alexa climbing the ladder, every time it was tossing Becky Lynch off. Either it's next year or no year after, Becky Lynch is winning, and it's going to be a huge payoff. Because every year she's gotten really close but couldn't get it. I don't know. You, you got to be really, really careful with these lovable loser. But Becky Lynch is so old. After a while. Doesn't matter. Very over, and there doesn't matter. Eventually, time before either Becky, either just like you know what, instead of waiting, I'm just gonna leave. Like, yeah, because you know who else was a lovable loser that you know didn't help him because they never actually pushed them in the right direction. Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder is the perfect lovable loser that people were just like, oh, we wanted to win, we wanted to we wanted to win, and they never truly got that moment. Actually, he got that moment at WrestleMania 32, won the ladder match with the Intercontinental title, lost it the next day to The Miz, and we have he's never been relevant since. Nope. Not even but, but it's The Miz, so it's really awesome. It's, it's The Miz. The Miz had the ultimate payoff from that, but when that originally happened, The Miz was just another character for a while. That started the Hall of Fame run that The Miz is on right now. But we also lost any relevance of Zack Ryder. Well, also, you know who was a great lovable loser? Ty Dillinger. Yes, my homie! The homie Ty! Love Ty me. is, like, at this point, they should, they should release Ty Dillinger because he's not going to do anything on the main roster. Either that or send him back to NXT. Just send you, him back. Cause you can only if you drag know, Triple him out H for so long. In, a, in the, you know, one of the phone calls, he said, that, you know, there's a lot of people on the main roster who's knocking their shot. I would love to have them back in NXT. But NXT is so stacked right now. What are you going to do with all the people if you bring a bunch of people Ty back Ty Dillinger versus Ricochet. NXT UK. Yeah. Ty, Ty Dillinger versus EC3. NXT. Ty Dillinger versus Velveteen oh. Dream. Oh my God! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> exactly. That's what you can do with them. Like use them. NXT is also expanding into the UK, which is another thing that happened this week. As but well. but is Neville oh, coming hey, back? It was amazing. Not, no. not even for UK. He no. lives in UK now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's not. Oh Neville! I've been hearing rumors that it's it's possible. Neville's not coming back. Neville's not coming but back. But the whole thing is he can't leave unless he comes back. What do you mean he can't leave unless he's still his on? Contract well, how long is his contract, his contract for? Yeah, they froze his contract, and they're trying to say, you know, please come back and work out the rest of your contract. Then you can go. But Neville's like, no. So they but just even froze it, his contract. So he really can't do shit. But right even now. if he, I mean, they froze his contract, which is a clever move by WWE. But even if he sees his contract out when he comes back, if he ever comes back, or he comes back, negotiates, sits out the rest of his time, he still has 90 days after his contract is yeah, up. Yeah, he still can't do shit, and I feel to, really bad Before he can go to any other I promotion. honestly felt like he would come back after an old Enzo thing. No, no. No, he was really, like, done. He was, like, ever since WrestleMania 33... He was done. When, when they it, put him on the pre-show. Yeah, when the pre-show didn't make the DVD, he was done. He was <laughs> one of the reasons who buys the DVDs left. for the pay-per-views. 
people, a lot of people buy oh, DVDs. Yeah, like yes, but yes, because buying a $20 DVD makes a lot of sense when you can watch it on the network for $10. A lot of people don't have the network. They don't want to buy the network. But it's they just so much buy cheaper. DVDs. Like, every time I go to FYE, it know, is cheaper, but, but people still FYE, buy it. They're usually sold out of the damn WrestleMania DVDs. They're usually sold out. There's only like one left. Yeah, so. people still buy them and they still get royalties from them. And since the pre-show was cut from that, they don't get royalties, and that's yeah. A lot of people sucks. just don't care. They want to give wrestlers money. Well, it's they because give they, their put, them in, it's because they put them in the cruiserweight division. No, no, no that's why no one cares. No, I, the cruiserweights no, I, are getting a lot uh, of momentum now they these are days. not then. Well, because yeah, they, were, they were being utilized poorly. Division, no one cared. No one watched. It was actually, terrible. actually, Enzo helped start yeah, the rebirth of the cruiserweight division because it got, because it got more eyes on the product. Because they're like, oh, here's this guy from the main roster who just yeah, moved yeah. over to the cruiserweight division. It actually started bringing more eyes to the you've, product, and that's when they started changing it, a lot of things. Smile, you've said to me numerous times that you watched Two Five Live to watch Enzo get beat up. Yeah, I did. I did only watch to get to watch. Eh. Only watch. He did his job. Like that, 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 that elevated job, the cruiserweight then. division. Yeah, say what you want about Enzo in the cruiserweight division. He elevated it to the point where you had. And more now eyes I watch two five live on a weekly basis. Two five live That's, is fun, especially since yes, Triple H. Especially, uh, especially since Triple H took over. Yes, yeah, because Triple H let. Them wrestle. Okay, so like Raw and SmackDown are fine as entertainment shows. Like you can put in storylines and promos and backstage segments in there sure. because the format of it is a much longer show, and and it works for that. You can't yeah. have three hours of pure wrestling. That's what a pay per view is, and a lot of times people complain about that. Yeah, but I think it's because the the storyline leading up to the pure wrestling part of it is sometimes well, you, lackluster. Still, it's you can't have that like pay per view format for every television show. But two hundred five live is no, half you can't. an hour you to can't. an hour minus the ads on the network. So yeah, it, it, you can do a lot more yes. wrestling in that time. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, it's the same thing with NXT because NXT doesn't suffer from being overexposed on the main roster. There's a lot of overexposure on the main roster because of the uh, time. Of all of their of all of their shows, Raw's three hours, SmackDown's two hours and some change. It's a lot of wrestling in one week, whereas NXT is a small one hour. You get the people on that need to be on that need to that are there to push the storyline, and it's more compact. It's more clean just because it's it's also less exposure to the product, so everything seems a lot more special. It's kind of a it's an illusion. We don't need to see Velveteen Dream every week. As great as he is. Yes, we do. But like, yes, we do. But, 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 we, but we don't need to see every person on the roster on NXT every week, so we can see so we can see EC3 Agreed. shine this week. Then we can see Rick Ricochet shine. Then maybe even Alistair Black and so on and so forth. True. Yeah, NXT also has the luxury of being taped. Yeah. So they the have time. Are really fun, by the way. They, are they so can they can you know do retakes. They can you know they can go over stuff again and again. They can edit stuff out, so yeah. on and so forth. Where Raw and SmackDown don't have that. Nope, what you see lying. is Man, what you get. Makes Botchmania better. <laughs> yes, it does. Let, let's let's not forget when they decided to bring on the fucking what's that famous ass basketball family that they brought on. Oh, oh the God. balls. Oh. Lonzo Ball. 
Yes, and they're no longer welcome because of because of his freaking brother. son said the N word on yeah said the N word on live television. Everyone heard it, and the Vince is running around backstage, pissed as all hell. From the guy from from the guy who said the N word during Raw once. Too. Oh yeah, and the best Mr. part Jack is that was, that was in Detroit. Job, yeah, if, was it, it really? if he watched a video <laughs> of like him saying that to Cena like backstage at Raw. Yeah, it's the, it's the Detroit Red Wings uh, and Lippy Entertainment logo behind it. Oh, so was that yeah. the uh, with Joe Lewis? Jesus. Oh, my God. Good job. Jesus. Good job, Vince. So shall we talk about the rest of? It was the awesome. Uh, the fir- the men the men's <laughs> match was amazing. Though I wanted the Miz to win. Who does want the Miz to win? I believe. I wanted to actually. I had Braun Strowman. I didn't like, think you would win because he went over. Like, but then I changed it. I changed it to Samoa Joe. I was like, Samoa Joe's gonna win. We're not gonna give it to Braun. I'm like, I'm I think, stupid. I think Samoa Joe needed it more, and I like also think Ember Moon needed it more. Yes, um, did. But they gave it to people who were already over, which was a surprise to me. A I very, can't very big they surprise gave it to Braun and Alexa, and now I think they're trying to make. I love. Ooh, story. I love this story so like, much. This is so cute. I do too. Like they put it on their Instagram. They put like a heart and they put Braun and Alexa next to each other. I'm like, do they not know that Alexa has a whole fiance? That's it's called a storyline, buddy. Yeah, I know, yeah, but still, maybe. buddy looks like he'll get so angry. No, so I, quick. Like if you watch Total Divas, like he'll go. Total Divas is scripted. I know it is, but he'll go off script sometimes, and he'll literally lose it on, on, you know, when they're taping. He'll lose it. Like, he'll take the mic. Like, wait, what? Last episode I saw him on, he took off the mic. He took off everything. He was done. He was like, nope, nope. He got so mad. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> I still think that's scripted. Uh, in my opinion, with Money in the Bank, I actually think the women's match was a, ten, was a much better match. It was so much match. better. Oh, my God. Lana did so yeah, good. Yeah, but you get you get. She, she, she worked within her she confines. Was really green, but she worked really well within it. Yeah, she did. Yeah, they, they, it was a very well organized women's ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody got to look really good. Everybody was for the most part believable as, as a Except winner. Alexa. Um, <laughs> Alexa. No, but she was no, she was especially <laughs> believable because she's like the Miz. She was an opportunist. That's true, but well, I mean, let's she not talk about her fucking botchamania that happened less than when? five minutes before the match, where Becky was up on the literally about to get the freaking uh, briefcase, and she like unhooked it and everything, but she couldn't take it down because she's looking for fucking Alexa. There's a whole clip of it, you know, having the briefcase in her hand. She unclipped it and everything, but she's looking down, looking for Alexa. He's like, "Come on, Alexa, where's your fucking spot?" And then it's like, "Up, oh, no, here comes Alexa." Right when <laughs> Becky was about to unclamp the thing. Well, that's actually a good move on Becky because then you can't just stand up there and act like you don't know how, how to unclip that fucking hook. Like, you got to make it a little bit believable. And I think in that case, Becky did the right thing. She I played with the crowd. Like, really? <laughs> no, no, it sucked. But I, I love the women's Money in the Bank match. I thought it was the Money in the Bank match that we should have had last year when it was the first time ever. Yep. Yes, yes. So that they had a man. You want to talk about the pre-show? That was actually a very, very good match between. Uh, I'll Luke. pass. It was a. It was, bitch, it was a good match. It's also because I didn't watch it. It was a squash, but it was a good squash. Like nah, I don't know. I'm t- no wait, no, that wasn't the good squash. It was later on. That my, never mind. It was. I'm a squash just match. tired of the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm tired of them too. 
I was really shocked when they actually won a WrestleMania. Wait, wait, you were you were you were shocked Usos. when the most dominant team, who's undefeated as a team right now, um, won at WrestleMania. I was just mad that the match literally lasted about five minutes. It only lasted five minutes, and it could have went on for so much. You have the Bludgeon Brothers, New Day, and the Usos. All in one match, it could have been amazing. But the problem nope. with that match was the Bludgeon Brothers being in it. The story leading up for almost an entire year on SmackDown was the New Day versus the Usos. They put on a show, which I was on at. The cell. They, yeah, they tore the house down on a SummerSlam pre-show match. They went promo for promo with each other for weeks on end, and you don't get that payoff at WrestleMania, you, you they both have to job to be to the Bludgeon Brothers. And it was their first time on the main roster of WrestleMania. Yeah, That's what I, sucked the most. Yeah, the Usos deserved more of a moment. And now they're getting literally buried every week in a sucks. I personally think the Usos will uh, win the ta- some sort of tag team titles next year at WrestleMania. I don't know who against. I sure as fuck hope so. Fucking raw. I did need to redo the Usos and New Day because I think they're just gold with each other. They are golden. Like they're. <laughs> Shall we go back to the rap battle? That was fucking brilliant. That was <laughs> genius. <laughs> that they'll never show again, but it was a great rap battle. Yeah, we'll never did they? Show. Did they edit it out? So good. They did edit on the out WWE. the uh, Xavier Woods com, line. Yes. On the, yeah, on their YouTube they edited it out, but if you go on YouTube, you can well, find well, it. What about on Hulu? It's so funny. Yeah, it's edited. I'm not sure, actually. On Hulu, it's edited, too. It's not on there. Oh, that's lame. And I'm just like, damn it, I want to hear him say it. Let's not get all read it on like a boy Xavier Woods. It's one of the best moments ever. Best lines ever. That was the line about Paige, right? Yes. Yeah, that was definitely about Paige. Yeah, rated R like Xavier Woods, obviously. So, um, am I the only one that found it funny about Kevin Owens strategizing with the New Day and they came in with a garbage bag full of pancakes and two tubs full of maple so syrup? I, 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 mean, I had my buddy over for watching uh, Money in the Bank and when that when Kevin Owens said, I'm glad they changed it to IHOB. He says, now I know. He's a, and my buddy just says, okay, now I know I hate you. <laughs> but then he went so far to say, I've tried your cereal and I hate it. And Xavier goes, <laughs> and so mad. I it lost was great. it. It's great stuff. It was hilarious. I lost. I was on the floor laughing. I couldn't. Xavier was just so funny. He sold it. And Xavier just, uh, not Xavier. Yeah, Xavier no, just started yelling him to get out. It was just so funny. <laughs> and then they stole the syrup. I'm like, really? <laughs> I can't with them. I can't with them sometimes. But then I'd be thinking, I'm like, why the hell are they eating pancakes? Dry ass pancakes with no syrup. The fuck? Well, you gotta have pancakes with syrup. That's why that Mr. Booty Swift was created. True. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'd be like, weird. I'm like, why the hell are they eating dry ass pancakes? Who eats dry Apparently ass they pancakes? Do. Yeah, it, all right, uh, all right, what? all right. Let's pause. If pancakes are made correctly, you. Oh uh, yeah, I don't put syrup on mine. I mean, from what I heard, someone that's actually in the crowd, the pancakes are actually infused with bootios. 
Stop it. Yeah, it's infused with bootios. There's bootios on the inside of the pancakes. Who are who is making these pancakes every week? I have no idea. <laughs> like that's got to be an intern's job the whole time. Just a whole intern just backstage making pancakes. Travel with the new day, make pancakes. That's beautiful. That's a job I want. Can, can I sign up? <laughs> just travel already, with the new day and make pancakes for a living. Fuck they already yes. have Mr. Booty's worth, so. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Booty worth is a hilarious character. Yes, he is. So let's get the bullshit freaking match out of the way. Bobby Lashley versus no, 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 Sami Zayn. I'm it. glad it's over. No, it's no. over. The storyline's over. It's done. Thank God. You know all right, that's the all we have to say about that. The best part about Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal was, was the crowd. <laughs> How that no one cr- I love my hometown. My hometown came up with a whole, there was a whole list of chants going around on Twitter. And they're like, so Chicago people, chant this, 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 that, 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 this, this, and this. I was like, so I think on the list we had NXT... Uh, Johnny Wrestling. Why do Jay? Beach balls. Yes. Fuck Vince McMahon. No, they, they chanted that. No, they, they chanted yes, that. I didn't hear that. Fuck Vince McMahon. I heard it. It was that I didn't hear either. I heard it. It was. It was. Dude, I heard, they tried I heard, to edit it out. I, with I heard. I heard CM Punk. I heard Let's Go Cena. I heard Y2J. I didn't hear Fuck Vince McMahon. Yeah, I heard that too. I'm like, is that Y2J? <laughs> didn't they? Chant, yeah, they this did. is boring. Yeah, they. This is awful. This is boring. Uh, this is bullshit. This is awful. But the sad thing is, someone backstage actually tried to edit it out with. Cheers. And I'm like, who is doing this? Because this is not Road working. Road dog. It's not working. Road dog. <laughs> Which like, I just found working. out he's actually Hell's care. Angel. Yeah. No way. Suppose, well, uh, I, have, I, have a, I have a good friend who's... I can't say what his connection to the Outlaws MC is, but he has a very good connection to them. And he, and he said that... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Road Dog w- w- was the Hell's Angel before he was a wrestler. I'm yeah, not so yeah, so, that, so he's actually. a Hell's Angel alumni. Wow. Yeah, I'm not surprised oh. by that at all. And now he just. I mean, on just look at him. He kind of looks like a biker, dude. Yes. He yeah, does. wasn't he? He was former. He was former um, veteran, right? And then he yeah. turned into wrestler. Yeah, he really? he he became yeah, a Hell's Angel uh, after he after he left the army. Huh? Hell's Angels are cool dudes. I, I like that. Okay, so I do not, have to listen. Uh, Florida is Outlaws territory, huh? not Hell's Angels. Wait, what? Hell's, is Angels, Hell's is Angels. Right? Hell's Angels is Cali. Yeah. They, Hell's Angels is West know. Outlaws is uh, Florida, Michigan, and like states in between that. I know a lot about biker clubs. Yeah, I'm like I don't know I much. That, that's my dad's stuff. I don't I don't know anything about bikers, so I, I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. That laws are cool too. I'm one of the people that's actually neutral. I'm one of the few people that's actually neutral between Outlaws and Hell's Angels. I don't even ride a motorcycle, so I mean, what it is. My dad told me strictly hell no. Hell no. <laughs> okay, so I do have a list in front of me of the chants that were chanted during the Money in the Bank mm, match with Roma versus serious. Gender. So we have CM Punk, NXT, Let's Go Cena, Cena Sucks, 
CM Punk again. Beach balls. Delete. In this match, the Mexican wave broke out. Johnny Wrestling, Y2J, and Velveteen. Speaking of Velveteen, is they, he moving up to the main roster? Because he... Cause, there are so I, many rumors. I hope and go, pray go, not. I hope I and sure pray. He lost the ricochet. He no. needs to have a run. Leave him in NXT. Let him get a championship first. Then bring him up. I, but as I, right now, no. I, no. I've, no. Leave I've been hearing NXT he'll, be, he he'll be moving up after SummerSlam. No. I don't know. He's so young. He's only like 23. He's younger than I am. He's like 21, right? Yeah, he's... Not 23. He's 23. Yeah. I believe he's he's 23. 23. He can... I mean, this is his first year being like a really like on on top of NXT as one of the premier people. I still Mm -hmm. say he can run roughshod with it for a while. Triple H likes to keep people that he knows can hold down a division. That's why when they brought up all those women from NXT, he deliberately held back Asuka. Because he needed Asuka. And Nikki Cross. Um, And I think he's going to fight and claw to keep Velveteen there. I mean, Velveteen has a lot going for him. John Cena came out and said he believes Velveteen could be the future of WWE and could be, quote-unquote, the one. Uh, you know, he could I don't be the think, new guy. I don't think and, he will with the with the character of all, with the main roster, because it's too weird for a main roster. Really? Goldust. Yeah, g- Goldust. Goldust isn't popular, True. though. Goldust is he was very popular. unbelievably popular. He's just not popular because he's not used as much. He's not doing anything right now, but Goldust is unbelievably popular. He's probably the and ultimate And he still mid-carders. got it as like, at like 50. I'm just kind of scared how a casual crowd will, reset, will receive Velveteen. But Velveteen is also... I'm very scared, because I think Vince yeah. will ruin his character. Velveteen he also can carry it. himself on the mic, unlike a lot of people that are just pure talent in the ring. Velveteen is pretty much the total package. He's, yes, he's he very is. green He's very green in the ring, but his athleticism makes up for it, and so does his mic skill, and so is his dedication to his character. Like, it, you should have been there at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Like, him on that ladder, we Ricochet, I was, like, scared for his life, my life, even though I was sitting in the crowd just like, <gasps> anything can go wrong. His foot went through one of the holes. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like clutching like my fake pearls. I'm like, ah! But he's, he's amazing. Like, he literally has it all. And I'm scared. If he goes in the main roster, Vince is just going to shit on him. going to use him for like a week and then put him back in catering with Ty and all of them. He's got to be, he's got to be put in, he's got to be very protected. He also has to be put in the right scenario he's gotta he's almost gotta get like a kevin owens type treatment where kevin owens was put in the perfect scenario he came up as nxt champion went up against john cena beat john cena and got shot to the moon for the most yeah, part let's not let's not forget every you know nxt person that's been brought up they've literally been shit on like oscar ever since she lost at wrestlemania she's literally been used as a job, but she jobbed to Carmella. She, she, she didn't Carmella. job. She put in a very good footing in that match. It was a very good match. Money it was in the a bag. good match, but she lost to Carmella. I, it Not was because of James Ellsworth. I, I, if it wasn't for fucking Ellsworth, that's actually it's actually a clean win because Ellsworth did not really do anything. But, he just but it, it was yeah, it, it was still her. a dirty trick. It was yeah, it was technically dirty. He did come out dirty. in her clothes and all that. So Dude, technically she didn't when I was watching that, clean. like me and my like I knew who it was because I because I had talked to uh, Ellsworth a few weeks ago, 
I know those legs. No, no, but uh, no, but I, I had talked to him because I've gotten to be like kind anyway. of fa- like fast friends with him and and be people at over at Wrestling Perspective podcast, his show, and mm-hmm. he is a really good guy and everything. But like, he wanted to come back. Yeah, he wanted he to, did. and he wanted to interfere into this match. Thank now, God it, it wasn't a ladder match. Be, I would have been livid. I would have. Why would you be livid? Because like, Money in the Bank pay per view is becoming associated with like of Ellsworth with his character, and that's what you want for a character like Stone Cold. To me, I think of the Royal Rumble. I think of the WrestleMania, and I think of Shawn Michaels. You want a pay per view attached to a character. It's a good theory. Very good theory, but still, I was the still thing- mad. I was still. I wasn't mad. I thought it was perfect. What? What better? What more perfect scenario for Ellsworth to come back? And Oscar will become the SmackDown he, Women's Champion at some point. Right now, it's Carmella's time. They really want to give her a good run. Yeah, and yeah, she's I mean, and Carmella's she, she, doing really good at what she's. She's getting a lot right of heat. Now. Yeah, she's a really good heel. She's a very good heel. And Ellsworth is just going to give her more heat. And he's going to be the heavy, the kind of heavy that she needs. I actually Just, thought it was going to be the Iconics that were going to help out Carmella because I thought that would be a perfect way to use them. But I'm okay with Ellsworth. I honestly, right just now. imagine if Ellsworth, Carmella, and the Iconics come out all together. Under <laughs> God, uh, it's it's like nails on a chalkboard. Just listen that to would Iconic be amazing. Talk, then James, imagine like, James oh Ellsworth being a cheerleader for Iconics. <laughs> like, yeah, listen to them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, God, I like, I enjoy the I, I love the iconics. A lot. I think they're hysterical. They're starting to get cringy to me. That's like, the when point they came of on the them. Mic, uh, they're supposed they to be they're supposed to be awkwardly like annoying. I was just like, oh dear God, what? Like in NXT, but they're really like, she, funny. Peyton is like really good. She's Peyton was really good in NXT, and now she's just like the talk. She's the spokesperson. No, Peyton is a fantastic wrestler, um, and they think they need to use her in the ring more. But they're they're slowly bringing them in there, and they're just like using them to talk. And with a lot of new characters to the main roster, they let them promo a ton, Mm -hmm. a ton before they actually show off their talent. True. So let's talk about Seth Rollins versus Elias. I'm mad. Oh, you mean versus his older stoner brother, Elias? What? You mean you mean Seth versus his older stoner brother? Older stoner brother. Yes. It was a good match. The aftermath of what happened on on Raw was probably the most shocking thing in wrestling this week. Um, yes, it was. Uh, wrestling Twitter actually lost their minds all at the same time, including me. I lost it. I was just like, I'm like, I'm like staring at my TV. I'm like, did I literally just see that correctly? Did Seth Rollins just lose his championship to Dolph Ziggler? And I'm like, what the fuck? It's fine, actually. I mean, I, I it's didn't... fine because I have a feeling that uh, that uh, Drew McIntyre is going to turn on Dolph, and I'm just waiting. Just waiting. Or something like that. I mean, they're literally doing HBK and Diesel all over again. Um, but I mean, w- the Seth Rollins who's on the best run of his career. I didn't think he would lose the IC title so quickly. 
I thought he had at least a SummerSlam run into him, like a WrestleMania to SummerSlam run, and even lose it to Dean or something like that. But to lose it to Dolph, I think, is a pretty clever move. You're not going to lose. Seth's not really going to lose momentum because Dolph is like the ultimate seller. Yeah. So they're going to do like a bag and forth, and their match is going to be phenomenal. Their matches are going to be phenomenal because this is something that Dolph needs to reinvent his character. He works well in the mid-card with the IC title. Seth mm-hmm. is already doing wonders with the IC title. They're going to put on a fantastic feud. They both can talk on the mic. They both can hold their own. They're both former world champions. There's nothing but positive that's going to come from this. It sucks for Elias because Elias doesn't have shit to do now. But yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of upset. I'm like, why didn't Elias like come out to like CM Punk or you know said anything about CM Punk? Period. I was just waiting for him like, come on, come on, come on, come on, say something about CM Punk, say something about CM Punk. Come on, come on, come on. And I got nothing. I'm like, God, come on. Like this is Elias. He usually draws heat wherever the fuck he goes, wherever he's town he's in. He starts talking shit about the fucking city. He did none of that, except he did have his hair down. And I was just like. Elias, someone needs you to have your hair down a little <laughs> bit more often. You look, oh, relax. you look like Rocker Jesus. That's what you look like. Rocker he looks like Jesus. Stoner Seth. Stoner Seth. It's, it's Stoner Seth, Seth Rollins. Stoner Seth Rollins. Yes, it, wonder, he is Stoner Seth. I kind of like wonder. I'm like, what does I wonder what Elias smells like? I feel like he smells like incense. What? Yeah, like I was. Just this gonna, is the like, stuff that goes through your head. Yeah, I was. It was like random ass. Like I was really tired after, <laughs> after you know, watching. I'm just like, I wonder what Elias smells like. He probably smells like incense, like a really strong <laughs> incense. Like he, he is, looks like the type of person that burns incense, and it's really strong. Uh-huh. He in real life is actually a very, very good musician. When yeah, I saw I, him I saw. on Bourbon Street, he is a fantastic I am so sorry musician. for sharing that video late, by the way. I'm so sorry. It's I knew okay. you guys had made it to like a big, you know, wrestling YouTube. I knew, I knew, but I'm like, I couldn't remember which one. So I went to Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and I'm looking for Elias singing on Bourbon Street. So I saw my friend, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. My friends actually made it out to Pro Wrestling Unlimited. That's huge. <laughs> Yeah, it's huge. We're we're gonna be in talks with those guys actually to to get on their show. I love so, them so much. Oh my god, I am subscribed to them and I watch every episode. So we're we are we are working on 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 that. My podcast working with PW Unlimited, uh, potentially from from what I heard. I'm not arranging this uh this this meetup, but uh, I think Dusty Davis. Yes, please make it happen. Yeah, we're gonna work on it. So let's move let's move down on the money in the bank. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? Uh, I think no, we did uh, women's. We did uh, Baron Corbin. No, we did that. We did Robert Constable Rice. Corbin. Constable Corbin. Bald headed Constable Corbin. Hipster um, Corbin. We talked about the SmackDown Women's Championship that I'm so mad about. Oh, the AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Last man standing. They finally got the match that we were all waiting for. Yes, they did. And they didn't disappoint. They got time. They got um, they got a lot of uh, well, they got a lot of time to put on to tell a story mm-hmm. and to put on a, a very good match. They built up to the, they built up to the crescendo very very well. This was a really really good match. I kind of really didn't want it to end. Like I'm just sitting there, like on the edge of my seat, just like, all right, how many nut shots? Like every time there was a nut shot, I was like, take a shot. That was my game. It was like, every nut shot, take a shot. You just had a death wish. Well, there was only one nut shot, so. 
Yeah, it was only one nut shot, so I was like, I was kind of sad. I'm like, boo. That's it. <laughs> I don't it was think we're going to like two. No, there was two of them. There was two of them. AJ hit, Shinsuke in the nuts, and Shinsuke hit AJ in the nuts. So no, Shinsuke missed. No, he got him. Did he? I have to watch it back again. Yeah, no, he got him. He got it. He got him. No, he got him. But this was definitely, definitely this match is fucking insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, The Ronda Rousey versus... Nia Jax. We kind of covered it. Ronda looked fantastic in her first single. She match. looked absolutely. I was shocked when she picked up Nia. I was like, "Holy fuck!" And I'm Don't still be like, shocked. I'm kind of like want to be. I kind of want to jump on the Ronda train, but I'm kind of just like standing outside. Yo, like, you need to you know? need to jump on that Ronda train real heavy. I mean, I kind of want to jump on after jump what on we saw train. on Monday. Holy just, just do shit. It. Ronda whooped you everyone's ass, including Kurt Angle. She whooped everyone's ass. She whooped Kurt Angle. Her, sorry. Ronda hitting on Kurt Angle is like someone hitting your dad. So I was just like, oh, my God. Everybody <laughs> forgets like, Ronda's a real athlete. She's a former Olympian. Yes, she is. Like, she can go. I think there is, like, sometimes that she forgets. She's a WWE. You can't really be walloping on people. Like, <laughs> like I think sometimes she yeah, does no, forget no, no. that. Yeah, no, no, no. She like, can. It makes her character that much better. True. Like, I, I kind of want to see her beat up Alexa a little bit more because that wasn't enough. And the way she actually held Alexa, I had never seen a girl do that before. Like, she didn't just hold her up like, you know, like a... Like what does Naya do? Like the uh, what does Naya oh, do? Oh, military press. Yeah, she put her on her shoulder, and I was just like, "Holy fuck!" She put her on her shoulders and just held her there, and I could see Alexa's eyes. She was really scared for her life. She's like, "Holy fuck!" Well, because fuck. she was kind of figuring out when the hell Rana's gonna drop her. Yeah, true. That's like, all right, drop me already, damn it. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I was just like, I'm like staring at Alexa's eyes, and I'm like, I'm like, either she's nervous. Or she's just waiting for the inevitable and just waiting. She to was trying. She was legitimately trying to anticipate when she was gonna fall, and then Ronda like dropped her with a lot of force, actually. Yeah, I have a feeling I probably really hurt. <laughs> like she, like it's like Ronda really got mad. And just like fuck, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. I, I, no, I thought it was fantastic. Ronda's only going to get better and better and she's better. She's only gonna get better and better, and I'm so excited it makes me just want to be like you know what fuck it take my money Rhonda. i would just go and buy a t-shirt fuck it yeah fuck it i'll buy a t-shirt it all Whatever. i bought one at mania it also came out during uh one of triple h's phone calls or he was on he was on someone's podcast and he talked about how Rhonda rousey got sick during the build-up to mania yeah I and saw even how she had even, like the flu she had food poisoning or the flu or something like that yeah, food poisoning. and she still was in the performance center working out to the point where Triple H had to stop her, like physically stop her from working out. And be like, Rhonda, go home. <laughs> go home and rest, yeah. So she, so like, that's, how, that's how I know like, how badly she really wants it. But I, I, I gotta eat my words, because when she first came on after the Women's Royal Rumble, I was absolutely loving it. Like, I was really mad. I loved it. I the thought it was perfect. They did, it was just the way they did it, because no one talked about, you know, the women and the show they put on. All the time about was Ronda, 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 Ronda. And well, I that's the thing really that's going to get you. That's that's the mainstream news. That was It was a perfect time. And I was she just got... really mad about that. I'm like, let's not talk about Ronda. Let's talk about the hell of a show the women put on, including, you know, all these damn legends that came back for this one night. 
I don't want to talk about Ronda. Now it's just really, really mad. I just went on but and on and on. But think about it. Ronda got her moment without jeopardizing anybody else's moment. And I think that's the perfect way to do it. I was just really mad. Because that's all everyone was talking about. Like, no one remembered, you know, the show. That's that all the mainstream was talking about. All the wrestling people were talking about also the Women's Royal Rumble. Alright, so we're talking about Ricochet and Velveteen Dream, the match of the fucking night by far next to, okay, it's like second next to the main event. I would even say co-match of the night. Yeah, co-match of the night. Holy shit. You owe me a handshake because I was damn near right. You said like 7 billion. They had 14. I said 15. 15. I said 15 and it was 11. I was close. Whatever. All of you. So I am owed a handshake here in Florida. I shall be waiting. I shall be waiting. You're going to be waiting for a a fucking long time. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I won. For that damn handshake. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, wait. Now, y'all got Krispy Kreme down there, so I might just have to pop down real quick. (laughs) You're going to come all the way. You guys don't have Krispy Kreme in New York? Not in New York, no. We had it for a hot second, but then they went away. What? Yeah, we we have Dunkin' Donuts up here. Like, it's okay. But it's not Krispy Kreme. We also don't have crystals either. Ew, crystals are disgusting anyway. Yeah, don't. we have White Castle. It's better any, anyways. Oh, thank the Lord Jesus. That's the only reason why I will come to WrestleMania. Is to, damn it. Now I have to go to WrestleMania because you guys have White Castles. Yeah, we do. Fuck me. <laughs> anyway, so this match was insane. Am I, the only question I have is, what the fuck, Ricochet? Why are you wearing a thing with fake-ass wings on the back? That's the only thing. I'm like, does that like not get it's in the way of you? because he can fly. True, I know, but I'm like those. No, like it almost fell off when he was doing this whole hand thing, and I'm just like, the hell. It was a nice outfit though. I liked it. Like I know because Ricochet could fly and all that, but holy shit, the the one thing that killed me, which I was hoping didn't kill Ricochet or Velveteen, was when Velveteen did a suplex off of the ropes onto the floor. That was one of the craziest moments because you never see that. You only see that in video games. Yeah, when like, he did that, I damn near like, I'm like, holy fucking shit. I know they're both in pain. Yeah, no, that was a insane move to, to do. The entire match was great because all they did the entire match was try to one-up each other. Velveteen Dream literally can jump from one end of the ring to the other end of the ring and almost land an elbow drop. Like, they are, he's a fantastic athlete. Ricochet is, just can do no wrong. It is, this rivalry is, I hopefully it's not a one-off. I believe it's going to continue. And it's, it's going to be special. It's going to be one of those things you're going to talk about for a long while. Because those two are going to be the future of the company. And I need them to keep going with this. Like, I know I kind of want Velveteen to go for the gold, you know, the title. 
But I'm just like, oh, like I, I want another Ricochet and Velveteen match. Like, just give me. Velveteen versus Alistair would be phenomenal. Insane. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, they they tore the house down at War Games. Um, but if Velveteen goes for a title, he has to win. He has to. He has to win, but I don't think they're going to put him in that spot yet. But you don't know. His, I mean, his value is skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. And it's, it's, it's only going to get better. I think, Vel, I mean, we were talking about moving Velveteen up to the main roster. I think in this current, you know, climate and culture, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. him as a, as a big star, as this, this very androgynous, very assholeish, very carefree, type of carefree but yet very self-centered type of personality is perfect right now he is like his he he can hit a lot of different areas you know of, of the wrestling culture it's gonna be amazing if they ever give us a part two so i think the part two is coming and i think it's coming to Bro- at brooklyn four Ugh, are you gonna be there? Yes, I'm gonna be at Takeover Brooklyn Four. I have not missed a Brooklyn Takeover since the first one, so I, I intend on keeping that streak. Um, I'm gonna Ugh. be at SummerSlam. I'm gonna be at Raw. I'm gonna be at SmackDown. Please I int- yell very. Li- I, I need to know where you're sitting so I either know can I get like a picture, like do I have to like use my phone and be like where the hell is Ricky? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I will. I will be pretty. I'll be pretty Snapchat heavy uh, uh, consistently. Are um, you like close to the ring or? No, I'm not Dave. I, <laughs> I'm not Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the Barclays Center as a whole is a very small arena in general. Mm-hmm. Um, the acoustics are pretty top notch. Um, so any seat is a pretty good seat. Besides being up in the nosebleeds, which is where I was for Brooklyn One, but then I wised up for Brooklyn Two and Brooklyn Three, and I've got mid-level seats, so I'll have a good view of everything. I'm Jesus. I'm very very particular about where I sit for a wrestling event. I refuse to be a cheap ass and sit in nosebleeds in any arena. <laughs> True. I mean, that, I mean, I kind of had no. I wasn't even cheap for WrestleMania. I was pretty damn close. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like you know near the ring, but damn, I was close. Yeah, I was almost on the floor. I had perfect seats. If you see in my Instagram or any of the pictures that we posted. Yeah, yeah, you guys were damn near on the floor. I was, like, maybe, like, up from the floor. Like, there's a floor, and then there I was. So I was, like... Exactly. Semi-close. Semi. Far, but still close. I was nosebleeds for Raw after Mania, which kind of sucked. Um, I was... I didn't even get to go, because I had to go back to work, so I was really mad. That sounds like a personal problem. Even though I didn't even go to work that week, I kind of just called off, because I need to sleep. (laughs) I just like called off the whole entire week because I was so exhausted from like not eating and not sleeping. <laughs> I was just like, you know what, you guys don't need me. I'm gonna just be at home asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't do it. So let's talk about the next match, which I was just like, eh. The NXT Women's Championship match: Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. Look, watch that match back again. It's actually a better match than what you think. It's a better storytelling match than it's it a is good a wrestling match. Storytelling match, but like in wrestling, I'm just like, Shayna needs work. But it's sometimes needs- in wrestling, the best matches are the ones that tell the best stories. And this was a great story done. This is Nikki not backing down, being a psychotic, you know, masochistic person. Um, and the best part about that match is she's getting choked out. She knows she's going to get choked out. And she, and she opens her eyes and she smiles. 
And I'm just and like, then passes out. And I'm just like, that's going to be etched into my nightmare tonight. That's a beautiful visual. Because uh, it was, it was, it was, eh, it was an okay match. I just don't like Shayna as champion. She Good. You're not supposed to. Work. No, like, <sighs> not because she's a heel, but because she just needs work as a character. Like, whenever they come out here for NXT house shows, everybody but her gets a pop like and people be cheering when she comes out it's just silence all you hear is like her music like no one cheers no one boos it's just silence and i'm just like that's not good you're a champion people and you're a heel a little vicious heel you're supposed to get like the loudest boos but when you come to nxt shows and it's just complete silence there's something wrong that's a problem. That I I agree. That is a pretty big problem. I mean, she's a lot more green than what Ronda is. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for her, I mean, they have the rest of the four horsewomen of MMA under a WWE brand now. So there's something brewing, and I think it's gonna make Shayna a lot more comfortable. But Shayna doesn't work on the mic. No, she doesn't um, the mic at all. Yeah, at she's all. not. But I think she'll she'll get there. She I don't think Shayna has found her character just yet. Mm-hmm. I think she needs to be a little bit less talking and more just. Beating ass. Yes. <laughs> you know, less talking, more beating ass. <laughs> yeah, sometimes less is more. And yes. I think she doesn't need, uh, doesn't, I don't think she needs to be overexposed on the mic too much. Yeah, so it was an okay match. I'm kind of just like, all right, so are we done with Shayna versus Nikki storyline or are we getting versus Nikki one more time? Yes. I'm interested to see where Nikki Cross goes because I want her in the main roster with Sanity. Yes. I, I was he... hoping during the match, like when they were done with the Usos, that Nikki would just come out of nowhere and just start walloping on the Usos and just run around the ring with her jacket and just go crazy and the whole crowd would lose their fucking shit. Well, the best part about a Sanity and Usos feud is that you can also add Naomi in there. And what a perfect foil for Naomi. And they actually just in front. Sorry. The glow, for someone who feels the glow mm-hmm. to have this dark you know, masochistic character who's all about just pain and suffering. I mean, it's a great dynamic. Saw, from what I saw on Naomi's Instagram, her and Usos just, you know, uh, filmed a promo. So I don't know what's going on. Is she going to be a part of this now? I, I don't know. I think, I think she coming. needs to. I like, I want to see a Nikki Cross versus Naomi match. I think it would yes. be a very good match. Yes. Because there's literally nothing for Naomi to do now because you made her win the first women's, uh, what is it? Sorry. Women's WrestleMania, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Hello, everyone. I am the producer of the podcast you are listening to, the TNT Wrestling Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to this show. It's a lot of fun to do, and it's only possible by your support. And thank you so much. You can support the show by following myself on social media. My Twitter is Zildjian65YT. You can follow me on Instagram at Zildjian underscore 65. My email for booking and business inquiries is Zildjian66xbox at gmail.com You can check out the podcast on Twitter as well 
at TNT Podcast 2018. You can check out the host of this show along with myself, CM Smiley, on Twitter at SmileyBabiboo. All the links to all of them will be in the description, and all the links to all any guest hosts we have on the show will be in the description of the podcast or in the description of the video if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this either on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, wherever this podcast is found. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and in a few seconds, we'll get back into the show. All right, so next on the list is Aleister Black versus Lars Sullivan. And let me tell you, Lars put on a hell of a show. Not only did he kick out of two finishers, two of them. How? How? He botched one of them. He did botch one of them. I, I hate to, trust me. I, I went in my friend's inbox like, look. You need to hit up Lars and ask him what the fuck happened. But then she's like, why would I ask him that? And I was like, you're fine. That you're fine. ruined the match for me. <laughs> it did. It, it ruined the match. I thought he was doing well. It was kind of shaky. And then that really blatantly bad bot spot is what really made this takeover not so... Like I it's mean, a it's it a bad part of a takeover. No, it, no, really no, 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 no. It, it's it it's his fault. How is it, his fault? He's supposed to be in position to take that shot, and he was not in position at all. That's like when um when someone's on the outside and someone else is doing like a tope suicida. The mm-hmm. person on the outside has to be in the right position to catch that person. To break their fall. It's like when The Undertaker t- did the dive at WrestleMania 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cameraman was in a little bit of a poor position. Mm-hmm. And Undertaker almost like broke his neck. Which happened to be like, uh, want to be like, say it was one of like uh, Davari's brothers or something like that. Or Muhammad Hassan's brother or some shit. He was a wrestler. Um, yeah, was a wrestler. That was, that's, that's bad. That's on the person outside. So it's mm-hmm. on, it's on... Lars, the person that's supposed to be taking the hit, to be in the right position to take that hit, and he was not there. I think I would blame the both of them. I just wouldn't just blame Lars. They Lars wasn't in position, and uh, freaking Alistair either Alistair knew it and he just did it anyway, or just knew that his leg wasn't going to connect. But like, fuck, we're just going to botch this on live television. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know. know. It it took a, it took a lot away after that from the match for me. Like I I don't know. Like after I saw that, I was just like, oh yeah, that's not good. Like I have a feeling Triple H was just backstage, just not happy from that. I don't know. Like I don't yeah. know. Because, I don't know because of this saying. I don't know if because of that. We're never gonna see Lars Sullivan get another title shot because he was actually he good. He, he was, was okay. Good. Just that that botch is really makes him look horrible. Yeah, it, it it really did. It's like, going to be hard to recover from something. It's a high profile man. You botched, you botched an NXT championship. I feel match. bad for the man. Okay, I feel horrible, but it was. Think about not, that. I'm not going to blame absolute and total Lars. NXT championship. We're not match. going to blame 
Lars. No more no. blaming Lars. No. I will, I will blame Dylan as much as I want. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> We're not going to use his real name. Okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> Lars Sullivan's gonna... great. Lars I'm Sullivan's gonna... great. Dylan's yes. bad. <laughs> my friend's gonna kill me. Oh my friend's gonna kill me. All right, and on to the final match, the ultimate match of the night: Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. There's holy shit. There's so much you can say about this match. This match is. Damn near the perfect match. In ring work, storyline. Everything so about this is fantastic. So it just told the story. And I'm kind of like, my friend watching with me was kind of just like, why is he ripping apart the ring? He kind of just broke, what do you guys call it? Kayfabe. And I was like, you're right. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> like, I, when he started breaking apart that ring, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? What the fuck is he doing? Like, yeah, you know, no. there's like foaming in the ring, you know, underneath the ring. I know all that, but it just breaking. Like, you know what? We're just gonna show everyone what's really underneath this ring. And just breaking, like, it foam wood. And I'm just like, oh, that's Brock what we're did it. Do. Brock did it in the Hell of Cell match with Taker. Yeah, that's all. Sorry, I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, this is not the first time this happened. But it was no, like it's not there. the first time. First time in NXT, I See, believe yeah, that it happened. First has time occurred. in NXT, not first time in WWE. So I yeah, was just like, and. Everything about this match is fantastic. The the teasing, the spots, the storytelling, the wrestling, the continuity throughout all of their matches is fantastic. The little change at the end where they tell the story of Johnny Gargano's anger and rage getting the and best him of him. Just snapping. To the point where he lost. I was just like, so are we turning babyface Johnny heel or what what's up now? Like what, yeah. what I'm gonna do a hot take right now. Okay. Hot take right now, and a lot of people in the wrestling community, if they listen to this show, aren't going to like what I'm about to say, but I'm okay with it because I'm a man, and I have my own opinions. Okay. Yes. Johnny Gargano (laughs) and Tommaso Ciampa is the best rivalry in all of wrestling. I am saying they are, yes, better than Omega and Okada by leaps and bounds. I actually have to agree with you. I there is nothing you. more compelling than Gargano versus Champa. And Champa actually stays in character even on Twitter. He don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> like he be like, like when he tries to like talk to like the fans or people, like he don't be at them. He be like, I see you, w- WWE, Alistair. I'm like, you know, you have to. Okay. Okay, I see what you're doing. Okay, I'll shut up. I'll be quiet. And then whenever <laughs> the shop, like, like he'll respond to, like, the WWE shop, like, don't sell my stuff. Don't sell my shit. And I'm just like, I fucking love Ciampa. Like, Ciampa's I, a true heel. He is a true heel by far, and I'm so glad. At first, I was really pissed they turned him heel. But then I was just like, this is beautiful. Like, I, I love him as a heel. He's All the just, spots sync up. It's... They tell a better story about Omega and Okada, and in, in a lot less time. Um, 
the the thing with Omega and Akata matches for me, for me, and I have to speak personally, is that I feel like they drag. Yes, we're long on purpose. Yes, I know it's New Japan and I get their style and the way they do things in wrestling, but I think it becomes just a bit of a bore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for 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 a lot for me, mm-hmm. their matches are fantastic. I'm not going to take any away from Omega Okada in the ring. They are great mm-hmm. in ring technicians. I just think, from a storytelling standpoint, from a continuity standpoint, from keeping you engaged and being creative, mm-hmm. I think it leaps and bounds. And overall, better rivalry for the past year is Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. I have to ask, which spot was like your like what? Which spot was like the best one? Was it Johnny Gargano holding on to Champa and putting him through that table in the last like ten minutes of the match, or when freaking Champa took off of took off Johnny's running ring, spit on it and threw it? Like, oh my God, there's so many favorites. I have to say, my favorite part of this whole entire match was a fan in the crowd saying, "You're the devil, Champa! You're the devil!" I'm just like, who is this kid? Who is this person? The fuck? Yeah, that guy is my hero. That was hysterical. That was utterly hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. My favorite moment is when Ciampa took Gargano's ring off, spit on it, and threw it. His wedding ring. Spit on it and threw it. And then John Gargano got up and put him through the table using Tommaso Ciampa's move. Is that the first time Gargano's wrestled with his wedding ring? I've never seen him wrestle with his wedding ring ever, and I think it's a detail that no one has harped on. I have to look back. If he's actually wrestled with his wedding band or the or something to symbolize his wedding band, that would be very interesting if he's kept that going and I didn't pick up on it. Because that would be great storytelling to that, like even before we knew he did. Yeah, I'd have to look back at some of his more marquee matches to see if he was wearing a wedding band. Yeah, that, that was insane. I'm thinking, I'm like, please let it be a fake-ass ring and not Johnny's real ring. Because if it is, then goddamn it, Candace is going to kill him. I don't know. Johnny and Tommaso are kind of nuts, as you can see from this feud. So I wouldn't be surprised yes, if that's are. a God real ring. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see Candace really, like, punish him in storyline. Yes, I, I do. thought she was gonna do that. I thought she was like not gonna show. Gotta up. run. I thought she was gonna run in, you know, wave the white flag, like stop it, stop it, like Naomi did, but she didn't. That would have been a good way to even end in Chicago. I mean, they ended perfectly anyways, but I think mm. that would have been a good way as well. Candice to run in and throw in the white flag and be like, he quits, he quits, he quits, because then that sets up something for. Takeover Brooklyn. I mean, they're still gonna do it at Takeover Brooklyn. They Tommaso Ciampa versus Candice LeRae. Book <laughs> <laughs> what I was talking about with with my boys um, of what they should do, uh, we're we're kind of split because they we think they should do three stages of hell, mm-hmm. or Wait, what? in my opinion, what I think would be the better thing. They need to do a match where nobody can interfere from the outside, where there's no distractions, where there's no Candice LeRae, where there's nothing that can be done. It's just them two. And I think to headline NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, mm-hmm. for the first time in NXT, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Hell in a Cell. Oh, just give it to me. Just take my money. Just, just take my money. <laughs> Shut up take my money. <laughs> there's, there's nothing going to be more insane than that match. That match is going to be utterly insane. It's probably going to... 
It's probably gonna be better than SummerSlam, like it usually, like NXT usually is. <laughs> that match alone may beat the entire SummerSlam card if they let them just go. Yeah, if they let them just go, let them do whatever the fuck they want creatively, then that's gonna take over the whole entire fucking weekend. No one's gonna be talking about SummerSlam. Like SummerSlam. At this who? point, I think they've earned it. <laughs> who that? Who phone? Who this? <laughs> uh, maybe an infernal but, match. Oh even. God. They took a lot of headshots. Too, there's no mysticism in that this rivalry. The fuck out of me. <laughs> what? Wouldn't that be awesome, though, to like, just see like one of them burn one of each other? <laughs> yes. I think that's too much. What? Why? Burning, burning. There's no reason for them to have an infernal match. Oh, infernal there's, match? Yeah, hell no. Let's just yeah. do it too much. Let's, let's just. There's no reason for an infernal match whatsoever. It, it was it, enough headshots as it is, and I was getting scared as fuck every time Johnny got hit in the fucking head. With something, I'm just like, oh my god, god, no, 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 no. I mean, when he faced Andrade, Andrade kicked him in the head tons of times. Yeah, I'm just like, why is Johnny taking all these headshots? Do we not remember the last time a guy took a whole bunch of headshots that we not ever can say his name now? Come on now. Uh, uh, I was going to say Daniel Bryan did come back after a couple years. Um, after a couple years. <laughs> He did. He was clear. Johnny Gargano is the Daniel Bryan of NXT. Wait, you're like, you mean is. Benoit? Ben, he, he, he really is. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, you mean Benoit? <laughs> Benoit. Is that the crippler, the crippler Chris I mean, Benoit. Is that is that the man that you speak of? <laughs> Chris Benoit, one of the greatest technical wrestlers ever, yes. aka the Rabid Wolverine. Yeah, that guy. That guy. You mean the one putting the dog in the pool enclosure? I mean, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> yes, that guy. He, he, was, he was a fantastic wrestler. Yes, that guy. Mm. Apparently psychotic and suffering from CTE, but. <laughs> and at uh, that time, there was no program for drugs, at least a decent one. Yeah, not a decent one. If you were good enough, you, they just kind of turned a blind eye. I just wondering, how long was this main event? I was thinking this about 30 minutes. Like, it was a long It was ass. like 40 40 minutes. They yeah. gave them a considerable amount of time, which I thought was very, very, um, very good of them to do. And that's how I know, it's like, Triple H has, you know, very much, you know, believes in these two. And she's like, we're just going to give them the most amount of time for this pay-per-view. So I'm just like, yeah, they're very popular, and I hope and pray they just stay down there. Can we just- if you look about it, a lot of takeovers only last two hours, and they're on, they're on a very strict schedule. Yeah. This is one of the first takeovers that actually stretched out. But I think well, it was a good thing to stretch like out. Two and a half hours. Yeah, they are. About I think they're only two. I think they're only two. I could be wrong, but I feel like they they stick very close to a two-hour. Um... They, they, well, they stick under three hours. Yes, they do. Wasn't Takeover New Orleans like two and a half hours? It was about two and a half hours. Wasn't? I don't know. I was I was too busy having the time of my life. Yeah, I was having. I was late. I couldn't. I didn't even know what time it was until I got out of there. I wasn't. Even, I wasn't on my phone. I had my phone like tucked away in my backpack. I had no idea what time it was. Yeah, because we could be. Yeah, but yeah, you totally did. Because me and you were DMing the night away during WrestleMania. The night of what? Of WrestleMania? Yeah, of WrestleMania. Yeah, that. But NXT Takeover was that Friday. I had that Friday. I don't think. I, what the no, fuck? No, 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 no. Saturday. Saturday. Oh shit! I barely remember Saturday. Yeah, you're, I barely you're, remember you're Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I barely remember Saturday. I got so wasted. <laughs> that dead does not surprise me. So before we wrap things up here in a few minutes, is did 
Is it how did you two meet, and where, and how did all this connection begin? So, do you want me to 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 explain this, or would you like to do it, Smiley? I'll I'll do some of it. I'll do some of it. You do the rest. So, I okay. had actually heard about these guys via Twitter because one of my friends is a very big fanatic of the King of the Rings podcast, and like you need to listen to this. You're a big fan of wrestling and all this. And I know you want to do a podcast. It was way before I did a podcast of my own. You're like, if you want to do a podcast of your own, you listen to these guys so you can, you know, put in your mind of what you're going to do. I'm like, okay. And so I'm listening, and Will and Ricky literally have me dying on the floor laughing. I'm like cackling laughing. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> are these guys? These guys are Here, so weird, but I love Here's them. my question. Here's my question. What was the episode, what was the initial episode of us that you listened I can't to? Remember. I cannot remember what episode. I can't remember. I don't have a good memory, but... <laughs> It was before, way before 100. It was maybe like 80 something in there. Oh, 80s was this? Was that when we when we totally um, annihilated this guy Slack? Yes. On Twitter. Yes. Oh, that's when you start listening to us when we when we took a little, when we gave this guy a lot of heat. <laughs> it was either before 80. It was either 70 or 80. I can't remember which number, but it was in between there. Okay, so yeah, when we were really into our groove at that time. Yeah, that's when I started listening. I'm just like, okay, I need to subscribe to these guys. So, King Ricky, you take the rest away because my memory's bad. (laughs) Yeah, the first time I remember um, of CM Smiley, she was, she just popped up on our Twitter line. She tweeted at us. She's like, you guys are amazing. I'd love to be guys on your show. Blah, 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 blah. She became a person that I would, since I run the Kings of the Rings <laughs> podcast Twitter account, KOTR underscore podcast on Twitter, um, I, I interact with everybody. She was one of the people that always wanted to reach out and interact with us. Um, and we kept her on our radar once we uh, switched to uh, over 100 episodes that we just hit uh, about a month ago at this point. We made it a big thing to, um, to really cross over and to start having people who use, interact with us on Twitter on our show as guest hosts. And Smiley was one of the first people. We were just fortunate enough, uh, Will and I, Will's one of our co-hosts, to actually meet her down in New Orleans because she uh, hit us up. She's like, you guys are in New Orleans. I'm in New Orleans, too. Let's meet up. Let's hang out. And, we're, and we had some difficulty doing it because, you know, 70,000 raging wrestling fans on Bourbon Street and all over the place. It's really difficult to uh to, to meet up with everybody um but we were we were able to do it we met her on bourbon street we had a crazy night out uh just chilling with a bunch of wrestling fans um we enjoyed her so much we wanted to have her back on our own show uh she was a guest on our 100th episode uh celebration um and then she became uh, a guest for the entire show on on i think one oh i think it's 103 or 104 that we had her on and it was, you know, it was it was a phenomenal time. And then just a couple, like, I think Sunday or something like that, she was like, hey, you guys need to come back on my show. And I was like, I'll do it um, because Will and Dave weren't available. But that's kind of how the story is. So she became just like a Twitter person that we really interacted with on a consistent basis to now one of our closest fans of the podcast that we're yeah. now being guests on, on, on each other's <laughs> podcast. And I you know, couldn't be happier for it. Yay! <laughs> and, this, and this and this goes full circle where you'll do my podcast. Yes. I'm hey, I'm I'm all for it. Listen to our stuff. Listen to how ridiculous we can get. They sometimes. get utterly ridiculous. Like you think we, I'm bad? They're you, worse. Wait. <laughs> we, Tracy, we we fight Tracy, with each other. You, you don't yeah. think I didn't listen to their stuff? 
<laughs> oh, okay. Thank God. Yeah. If you listen yeah. to her we, stuff, we, they we get... We fight with each other. We argue. Get... We do a lot of stuff. They go I cross-checked oh. all of her social media, but when, as soon as he told me who it was. <laughs> so did you like what you heard? Yeah, it was good. I I didn't listen to a whole episode. I listened That's fine. to about a half an hour, 45 minutes or so of about two or three episodes. Hey, hey, that's fine. Do what you got to do. To get a feel for how you operate, look at your social media, cross-check everything, because going into this stuff, I have to know how the guests work. Yeah. Especially with dealing with actors and actresses and musicians and famous wrestlers and everyone on my stuff. I've gotten very much in that habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got to do your research on the people yeah. that you bring on. Mm-hmm. Yes, he knows yeah, everyone. He knows everyone. He I, knows. It sounds like it. it. Sounds like you're the man that we he need to know. He knows Rhino of all people. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. One one of my best friends is Aunt, is Aunt Jolly Bimini from Overwatch. <laughs> nice. Jeez. Like I literally just got a text from her right now. God damn! I need to. Look, if you ever have another NBA Rhino, I want to be on because I fucking love Rhino. He's been like one of my faves. <laughs> Here's the thing about interviewing WWE people. It's very complicated. You got to go through a lot of leaps and and, yeah. Yeah. Leaps and, and, and stuff. And all that. Yeah, I understand because he's still in the contract and all that shit. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, and here's the thing. He's only home two days a week, but goddamn it, his wife loves that he works for WWE because she loves the paychecks. <laughs> I, I Bet wouldn't does. be surprised, yeah. Oh, they pay extremely well. Even though he's a jobber, mm-hmm. it's if I were getting, if I was getting paid type of money he's getting paid, I would job too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that, that's the life. Hey, I mean, as long as his tag partner's getting checked, too, because, you know, he got kids. A lot of kids. <laughs> Does he have to even have kids? He has a lot of fucking kids. He has no, like, no, uh, no, but the, in real life, does he have kids? Yeah, he has, like, four or five kids. He has a lot of fucking kids. Oh, well, so, he, the, he, he so that character's based off of something real. Yeah, he has a lot of fucking kids. <laughs> a lot. Damn, wish I was as lucky as him of getting laid. Yeah, right? Some people just have all the luck. Yeah. Yeah. He just, I, his wife is really pretty, but goddamn, he has a lot of kids. I'm like, good God, don't pop out anymore, woman. Jeez. You have a lot what of What I find kids. so weird is, is the Heath Slater and Rhino pairing. I still find it weird. They're an odd couple. They're a funny odd couple because Heath Slater does a lot of talking and Rhino is just there, like, eating random food. Like, and, <laughs> and putting on random shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love Rhino. He just gets to be. The, he gets just gets to be there to just be him. Like during that whole tag team barbecue, him just sitting there eating bologna sandwiches, not caring about anything in the world, and him Speak. deciding to be like, "I'm gonna take a page out of New Day's book and just start throwing bologna sandwiches." And in the crowd, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" You should live off bologna sandwiches when I was a child. It's great. Speaking <laughs> of that, that barbecue. Uh, whatever happened to Matt, uh, to uh, the leaders of worlds versus B team? Uh, I think they're, I think they're setting it. up for extreme rules. I think. Yeah, they want okay. it's going to be a uh, hardy compound again. I think we're going to get like another. Uh, uh, they're, they're, at the pay per view, they're literally going to show a video on the screen. But it's they beautiful. Like they've done it before. Did you not see the last one with Bray Wyatt? It was ultimate deletion. No, I yes, loved ultimate. it. But I loved it. But when you're there at a pay per view. You're expecting to see 
wrestling the whole time, and I don't picture liking watching a match on a screen. I That's mean, like, people I mean, at Raw 25 had to do that, and I feel bad for them. Well, no, people at Raw 25 at um, Manhattan Center. Manhattan I was at Raw 25 at the Barclays Center, and I had a damn good time. But, yeah, you were, you were at the Barclays Center where most of the action was. Yeah, I, I was a smart fan. Smart fan. I don't know why I decided. I don't know which fan to be like, you know what? I'm just going to pay over a grand to go to, where was it? The Barclay and the, the Manhattan, Manhattan Center. Center. Although, I wanted to go to the Manhattan Center because I, I wanted to be at the birthplace of Raw. I thought that would have been really great. It's mm-hmm. just the Manhattan Center sold out like wildfire. Mm-hmm. So you had to go to Barclays. I mean, granted, we had great seats from Barclays to the point where I am featured alongside Dave on the Raw 25 uh, WWE 24 documentary. Really? Ooh, we, are blat- watch. we are blatantly in like two or three shots. Yay! I cannot go There's back actually to one when Dave is in slow-mo after The Miz wins the IC title because Dave bought the IC title that night. Uh-huh. And you see Dave like look at the camera and just hold up the IC title with the biggest mean mug you have ever seen <laughs> i've been thinking about getting a championship belt to put on my wall i already you have should, two as you should like, but i don't want to get them from a wwe shop because they're too expensive well I mean, wwe also has amazon. a stronghold i got they mine have, from, from amazon it wasn't cheaper I've, but i got it in two days so. yeah i mean wwe has a stronghold on that license like there were independent um belt makers that would that were doing the replicas um, but WWE like sued them all. Um, so the only place you can really get WWE merchandise is from WWE. They do have a couple of ex- exclusive partnerships with some companies. Um, but I've gotten all of mine from WWE. I got my last one from um, from Access this year in New Orleans. Yeah, it was marked up because it was at Access, but I thought it was worth it. I also had a clear credit card. Um, so I actually bought the, the NXT uh, championship, uh, the newer model of the NXT championship. If I were to get a belt for the wall, I would probably get the Intercontinental Championship. I see titles a pretty title. Yes. Yeah, I saw a lot of those during that weekend. I saw a lot of those. I see titles a pretty title. One of the one of the last one of the remaining things of Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes redesigned that IC title. Oh, he yes, did. He did. That? Yes, he did. Huh, he he, he said, Cody "Let Rhodes me decide to keep." He did it himself and then debuted, and they were like, oh, we're going to keep it. <laughs> assholes. No, it's not assholes to keep it if it's really nice. I mean, yeah, yeah if it's yeah. really nice, then yeah. yeah. And he technically, WWE owns it. He said he would do it for them. Yeah, oh, okay. and he, ju- he just did it. And they were like, oh, we really like this. Okay, well, yeah. Now, does he get royalties for it? I have no clue, actually. Probably not. Because he, you never know. I don't know, but I He might. So. I would hope so, but knowing WWE, probably not. I mean, they did. Did you not hear what the hell Vince decided to do over the damn weekend? He stopped Ring of Honor from doing any shows at Madison Square Garden, like a big old five-year-old. How did he he do that? He called up Madison Madison Square Garden and bitched and bitched and bitched, and now Madison Square Garden told Ring of Honor, like, you can't have any shows here. Well, Vince has that power in wrestling and with Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden Mm -hmm. and WWE are pretty much partners for life. 
Vince helped build that arena for all intents and purposes um, with Bruno San Martino, those sellouts, and WrestleMania 1, and show after show after show, WrestleMania 10, WrestleMania 20. Hell, they have The Undertaker at a house show this year, Bear. They have The Undertaker at a house show. They have Ronda Rousey at a house show. They have, in Madison Square Garden itself, on the 100 level, in the rotunda, there is a giant mural of WrestleMania 1 artifacts, including Hulk Hogan's clothes and Rowdy Piper's, like, boots. So, like, they, like, the home of WWE is Madison Square Garden, and I am not surprised that if Vince said, I don't want any other promotion besides me in Madison Square Garden, MSG was like, whatever you say. Yeah, okay, from what, I, from what my friend sent me, pretty much MSG officials were reaching out to other wrestling promotions about working together after they weren't happy over how WWE had been using the Barclays Center for WrestleMania next year and not Madison Square Garden. So I agree I guess, that I think it's bullshit, and I think NXT TakeOver should be at MSG during WrestleMania week because see, I believe NXT be so would iconic. sell out. Mm-hmm. I think NXT would sell out MSG. Yeah, and they and Ring of Honor actually had that date the weekend of WrestleMania to debut during WrestleMania week at Madison Square Garden. So this is a this is a chess move by Vince. This yeah, is exactly and the what Vince COO is doing. of Ring of Honor, Joe Cole, spoke to PW Insider and said that they lost that date after Madison Square Garden had a talk with WWE. So, so you know Vince what that means? What? You know what that means? They're doing something at MSG. Vince is moving something that's supposed to be at Barclays over to MSG. And I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is. I'm hoping it, sh- it should be the Hall of Fame, but I'm hoping they wise up and bring NXT TakeOver to Madison Square Garden because that thing will... That will be huge! Oh that my will God. be the one of the biggest events in the history of WWE. What was to that? Have I, I missed take, that. To have a TakeOver at MSG? Oh my God. During WrestleMania week. During WrestleMania week. That was sellout. Immediately sellout. It would be bigger than WrestleMania. It would be bigger than WrestleMania and I don't think well that's the thing I don't think Vince wants NXT to be bigger than WrestleMania because WrestleMania is his baby no so. matter what they're still they're, their money they're gonna make so much bank in New York from it here's the thing with MSG and I understand why MSG is so pissed that Vince only uses them for house shows however the amount of money that it takes to use MSG and run a television run a televised event at MSG is astronomical granted I would it think is so Granted, it's also, and they've earned that, but granted, it's also in Midtown Manhattan, and transporting a bunch of television trucks in the Midtown Manhattan is really difficult and really, really hard. Manhattan's a, like a, a, a small island. There's not a lot of space to bring in all of the stuff that WWE needs on a consistent basis. That's why they moved away from it, because the cost was too much, and it's, a, it's very difficult. It's just easier to do it in Brooklyn, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. However... With so much history from MSG and WWE combined, they're like I said, they're they're kind of attached at the hip. MSG should do the wise thing and do good business and cut them a little bit of a of a of a you know price cut on renting out the garden for them, because they'll make the money back. True, they will. It's MSG. They're not you know they're not <laughs> they're not scrambling for people to like use their arena. Trust me. I kind of want them to use it instead of for, you know, NXT. I just want them to use it for Hall of Fame because if they're going to put Bruno in the Hall of Fame next year, 
They need to have it at MSG. Bruno's already in. He he got in 2013 at MSG. Oh, he's already in? Oh, fuck. I forgot. Damn. But if they're going to do something for, you know, Bruno, it has to be at MSG, and it has to be during the Hall of Fame. Because I have a feeling they're going to do something big for Bruno. Like If Vince moved the Supercard of Honor out, out of MSG, Vince is going to replace that with something big. And I think to shit on them would be... NXT I just wonder what does that evil little Supercard Vince of Honor tried to go up against NXT um, this year. What does he have? And although it was a very good show, NXT was the more critically acclaimed show in the long run. NXT in general, it's at this point, it's not a WWE product because WWE product has is you have to like dumb it down when you're when you're thinking about it because that's just how WWE is and that's just how they've always been. But NXT is on a level of New Japan, and it's to a point where when people hear NXT, they're not even thinking of WWE. They're thinking something completely different. You're correct. Oh, you're thinking Triple H, but when you think Triple H, you don't think WWE. You think NXT? Yeah. Triple H has done so much with that product he came out on he actually came out i think this week on a podcast or whatever he was on something a critically acclaimed thing that he was on inside the ropes i was it inside the ropes him him and Shawn michaels yep yeah where he talked about how he how nxc had pretty much no budget when he first started like they didn't give him any money and he had to grow it organically from scratch you know and he he built up this major major thing that is and that has just become an iconic wrestling promotion yeah like like you're saying when you say nxt to someone they're thinking oh that awesome promotion you're not thinking raw and smackdown no you're not you're thinking something completely different you want to hear a, a funny inside uh, a story that i heard from from a source uh inside of wwe oh you have sources from there i have a source inside wwe uh, met the source in at uh, after SummerSlam last year's because they were working. I can't reveal who it is, but they were working at SummerSlam. Um, so, what a lot of people don't know is that WWE will 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 do these little smaller promotions and hold like clinics and stuff and do like meet and greets and stuff. So I believe Terry Taylor um, was doing. Uh, like a, a meet and greet at a really really small promotion like rural like Kentucky or something like that um, like a meet and greet event they would do like a clinic or some really small trial or something like that and at this at this rural indie promotion um, they had a title and it was called the NXT title what? they took NXT from a rural indie promotion and made it into a huge thing what? That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That, like it, it was found somewhere and they took it and just blew it up. Well. <laughs> kind of well, hey. glad they did. <laughs> it's like the same thing as like people saying like well WCW only made stars out of WWE stars or WWF stars, pardon me. And <laughs> well that's what it was at the time. Yeah, you're right. True. And but like the whole thing is like they like WCW didn't steal WWF stars. Du- well, they did, essentially. But du- WWF took stuff from independents. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then made a bigger star out of it. So they technically stole him from Independence. Yeah, and then WCW just had the bankroll to pay them more. Yeah. That's all it was. It was good business. If Until I was getting, 2000. Yeah, Until if I was getting guaranteed money instead of, you know, trying to guess when my next paycheck is coming from, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the guaranteed money. And ultimately, I think the right side won the Monday Night War. I think so, too. Because if, if it was WCW still around, we would still have a pay-per-view model. That's true. And, you know, they, WWE has been very innovative. And there's actually, I I read this somewhere. I forgot where. Um, but there's, I might have been, um, might have been what culture um, or something of that nature. But the original idea was that Vince was going to give up Monday Night Raw and actually make it Monday Nitro. And then SmackDown was going to be, like, remain what it was. See, that would have become kind of interesting. If Yeah, if everything went to the way it was going to do, Vince was going to give up Raw and turn it into Nitro and have it be the WCW show. And have, like, Shane McMahon run it because he technically owned it. Correct. And then keep SmackDown what it was on, you know, network TV. I just learned this the other day. I will, not learned, I realized that SmackDown's always been TVPG. Has it really? Yeah. Because they've had a lot of non-PG things happen on SmackDown. No, but no, but a team. <laughs> when you beat up a handicapped kid, like the one-legged <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's always been rated TV PG, even that's, before 2008. That's fascinating. That is actually really fascinating, because there's a lot of weird stuff that has happened on SmackDown. Not as weird as what's happened on Raw. Wait, hold on. Wasn't Katie Vick on SmackDown? Wasn't the Katie Vick angle a SmackDown angle? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right there. Look <laughs> like that case in point. I don't know how they got away with it on PG, maybe because she was dead, but... So, with your source in WWE, what type of stuff does he give you? A lot of stuff. Um, like, like what? Like what? Uh, a lot. I knew about the the Baron Corbin thing, why he lost the um, why he had lost the Money in the Bank briefcase. I knew a lot of that. Why did he lose it? Um, so here's what happened. So down in the performance center, because it's 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 public knowledge now. Um, down in the performance center, sometimes they have seminars about stuff, and so all the wrestlers are required to do seminars because WWE is like a publicly traded company, and they can't lose stock, and they got to take care of people from time to time. Um, even though they are sometimes penny pinchers. So they, they had a concussion seminar run by one of the head doctors of WWE. Well, one of those head doctors of WWE was also one of the guys that was in the former NFL players lawsuit with the whole concussion thing. And a person named... (laughs) And a person that's part of that class action lawsuit was Baron Corbin. Really? So so now you have the guy that Baron Corbin is suing from his time in the NFL giving a seminar about concussions. And, well, Baron Corbin has a bit of an attitude. And so he starts verbally jawing back and forth with this guy. And it becomes a very, very heated argument or discussion of what happened in the middle of a SmackDown roster seminar. So the entire roster's there. 
And the person to actually stop this from getting from becoming bigger than what it was was Rusev. Rusev stopped it. Rusev stopped this thing from becoming catastrophic. And <laughs> after that moment, like I'd say a week or so later is when Wait, Baron did, had did to... he stop it on Rusev Day? He always stops it on Rusev Day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um after that like a week or so after that happened is when he lost the briefcase to Cena. Well, Cena distracted him from cashing in. And then he got wow. squashed at SummerSlam. So that's why he lost the briefcase. I was wondering Cause he was like, being, why Because he, he was being a real-life piece of shit. That's why. <laughs> so what about... what? Is there any other inside scoop stories? <sighs> that I can tell. The NXT one, the Baron Corbin one. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. There is a... There is a there really, is one really that I know. big one that I cannot, that I actually cannot reveal, or else I will probably get a lot of deep shit. What um, is it? Is it something that hasn't happened yet? It's not something that hasn't happened yet. It has something to do with one of the bigger authorities in, um, uh, in, in, in WWE. Actually, I did know about. I was very aware. Of, for instance, when I'm when I met my source back in August of SummerSlam. I was well aware of NXT UK before the announcement earlier this um, earlier this week. Oh, I knew I did about too. it. I, I knew about it in this. August. Well, at... yeah, everyone knew that because it was like in the works publicly. Yes, but did you didn't did you know that on top of NXT UK there's also uh, the plans for a performance center in the UK? I've been hearing rumors about it. It's I would I would bet my bottom dollar on it. Well, there is one that I know, but I don't know if anyone else knows. So, you know, Aiden English used to be a tag team with the VOD villains. And who was the tag? I'm trying to remember his tag team partner's name. Fuck, what was his name? Simon Gotch. I saw him at WrestleCon. Fuck. What is his name? What was Aiden English tag partner's name? I cannot remember. He just said it. Simon Gotch. Simon Gotch, yes. So, from what I was told from my NXT friend is that Simon Gotch is actually a psychotic backstage um and that a lot of the nxt roster was scared not nxt but a lot of the you know main people back you know back in the back were scared that he was going to come through and shoot everyone they like if there was going to be a school uh, shooter it was going to be him he was absolutely well didn't he also get into a fight with sincara like backstage on smackdown yes he did that is true that room was completely true him and sincara actually got into it and i forgot who actually broke it up it was oh well I know Sankara probably whipped that ass because Sankara's like catering champion. <laughs> He's catering champ. That is terrible. terrible. You know how many? But huh. you know how many stories of fights with Sankara come out? A ton of them. A ton of them. Yeah, Sankara. Sankara's catering champion. <laughs> so, so this is a question for you, Ricky. So is Triple H really an asshole backstage, or is he actually good backstage? The biggest asshole that I know backstage is actually Mark Carano. If you've, seen, if you've seen Total Divas and you know how much of a dick he is on Total Divas, apparently that is him in real life as well. He is really? a giant. He is a giant piece of shit. <laughs> so who's so is triple? What is Triple H's level? Triple H's level um, is, <laughs> I think he he's a more approachable Vince. Okay. That I did not know. Shane is the most Shane is the most liked of all the McMahons, but that's pretty much public knowledge. What about, what about Stephanie? I don't know much about Stephanie, but what I hear, she's a sweetheart. I know when I did a, when I did a Connor's Curious tailgate in um, 
in New Orleans because they did uh, these people, uh, wrestling podcast, New Age Insiders, have done a tailgate for Comic-Cura. Yeah, you invited me to that, and I was like, I don't know if I can make it. We are going to go to that uh, that uh, New Orleans uh, pub crawl, the WrestleMania pub crawl. Yeah, like, nah, oh. you should have gone to Connorskira Tailgate. So anywho, they did a they did a fundraiser. They raised uh, thousands of dollars for Connorskira, but they were in contact with WWE and apparently uh, got as high up as Stephanie McMahon. And Stephanie McMahon did send them a replica WWE Championship belt to be auctioned off for Connorskira. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Stephanie. How, how Stephanie's a is, giant philanthropist. How <laughs> active is the WWE within the podcasting world? WWE within the podcasting world, it's very selective. They have, like, it's hard, like, like, well, like, you know, with a contracted wrestler, it's hard for them to get on shows. WWE has to approve what shows you go on. Like, Talk is Jericho's obviously approved. Uh, Matt Men Podcast had the New Day during WrestleMania week, which is a big shocker that they got that. Well, I mean, it's not shocking that they got that big, but Matt Men was able to get them. Um, there are some, res- there, uh, the indie wrestlers are better with doing podcasts. <clears throat> but for instance, um, one of my one of my network members ran with and was having a connection with Keith Lee, and we we're thinking about getting Keith Lee on. But oh my god! Su- but then all of a sudden, the word came out that Keith Lee is no longer available, which means he signed with WWE and he cannot talk to anybody. So WWE is very selective about where their talent can be seen on products, especially podcasts. Uh, Cheap Heat, I think, with Rosenberg is the number one that's approved because Rosenberg is an, is an associate of the network anyways. Well, is was he an ambassador of the company? I don't know what he is, um, but Rosenberg has his own podcast that he does weekly. Well, yeah, and uh, Sam Roberts is obviously approved. Yeah, Sam Roberts is approved as well. Um, obviously, like I said, Jericho, uh, what else? Stone Cold um, Steve Austin. Well, they have, doesn't he have, like, a two-month uh, deal with the WWE Network, like, for free or something right now? Or something like that. I mean, they they, they were doing his Televide podcast for a while. Um, he hasn't been – he hasn't done one on the network in a long time. But he still has them on on his – on the regular weekly show. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, what's another one that, that WWE approves – uh, what's that one Daniel Bryan was on? That one that like, sounded like ASMR. Oh. Oh. God, it's escaping me. Yeah, I, cu- I couldn't stand to listen to it but that much. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, they, they're very, you know, picky and choosy about where, about who sees their oh, product. Oh, Renee right. Young's, Renee Young's podcast. Yes. Um, oh. I don't know right. what it's called. Oh, right Lillian Garcia. Lillian, oh, Lillian Garcia has one too. That yeah, superstars and, will show and up on. Then that one is super approved, probably. Yeah, because it's Lillian Garcia. Like she's awesome. She's a sweetheart. I love Lillian. I still can't believe you almost you were like this close to getting Keith Lee, and all of a sudden, nope. I wasn't this close to getting Keith Lee. <laughs> who was getting? Who? Whoever one of the people was that close to getting Keith Lee? Like, like I would have been absolutely Never. fangirling because. Fucking love Keith Lee. He's amazing, and I hope and pray that. I, I, look, I I don't know what I want. No, I want E three versus Keith Lee. Give it to me now. Get just give it, give it, give it, give it, give it, give it. Give it. You might get your wish, but it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. I think Keith Lee gets uh, gets a uh, good match at. Uh, he he will probably start off take over Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So do, you, do so do do you so if you're insider service do you already know the ideas for takeover Brooklyn? 
I do not actually. I do know that um, for a lot of the takeovers, they do have a pretty high up consultant that works in the back. That is that is not. Well, no, they are affiliated with WWE pretty much. One of the uh, higher up people in the Evolve Wrestling, um, the Evolve Wrestling Company, is a consultant at takeovers with WWE. Even though WWE and Evolve have a working relationship anyways, to the point where Adam Cole's defending at an Evolve event in in Massachusetts in two weeks. Okay. Okay. What do you know about SummerSlam? Because I'm hearing it might be disappointing. When are you not disappointed by SummerSlam? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, but this year heard especially is going to be really bad. I well, haven't heard. I haven't heard anything yet. I haven't heard, I've heard any inklings. I've, I've heard Brock and Roman again. Well, yeah, that's, I've heard that's that. That's what I, everybody's heard. I haven't heard anything. I've else heard absolutely different. So, All like, I know is, but I do know something about Braun Strowman cashing in. All I know is Braun Strowman winning that briefcase is pretty much a break if you need to, like. Break, let him cash in if you need to. Pretty much, Brock and Braun. No, sorry, Brock and Roman might happen, and if the crowd doesn't like it, Vince is just gonna pull the plug and be like, Braun, go out there and cash in and take the title. So that's like a break in need of emergencies. Well, case that's, scenario. Well, that's probably what's gonna need to happen because a Brooklyn crowd is going to rebel. Yeah, that's what that I'm like. I'm like, does Vince just not think? Does he really think that Brooklyn's actually gonna like? Brock versus Roman again. Like, are you it's serious? A, it's a dead this feud. Is, this is another question for you, Ricky. So, so going, so going. What do you know about Extreme Rules? Like, what do you know about pay per views leading up? Does your source tell you stuff? You know, I haven't, I haven't heard much about Extreme Rules. I'm also one of the people who I, I don't like to use my source, uh, especially because. Um, even though I'm a podcaster, and even though like in the podcast world, it's very like, oh, we need to leak this stuff right now. I'm still. At the, I'm still a fan first. So I don't like to hear news. Exactly. If I'm really curious about something, yeah, maybe I'll go, I'll reach out. But I'm not always curious. I kind of want to see it happen. I kind of want to see it play out. I think it gives um, a lot of my reactions on my own podcast a little bit more of authenticity. You know, I, I know people. There are some some of my hosts even, you know, subscribe and read the dirt. And like, oh, they're never wrong. But like, I don't want to always know the outcome. I want to be entertained. And then I'll react and I'll analyze it later. That's what I do on a podcast. So I'm not always reaching out and figuring out what's going to go on. I'd like to see it play out right. and then figure it out later. Right. It's like a lot of people like think because I know um, Lars, they'd be like, so like, does he tell you so? Because he tells my friend almost like everything. And then she'd be like, oh, do you want to know this? And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Don't tell me shit. Don't, nope. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. But like if I'm really like antsy, I'm just like, all right, fuck it, just tell me. <laughs> well, yeah, not because he's from what I'm seeing, he has a big mouth. He has a huge mouth. He can't hold water for shit. And I'd be like, Lars, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. You're gonna get in so much trouble. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. But yeah, other than that, so. dude, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ricky, is Kyrie saying getting the belt this year? Kyrie saying getting the belt this year. I do not know. I don't think she deserves the belt this year at all right now. She needs to get a little bit more season. I'm not a big Kyrie Sane fan. Um, what? I love her. I'm what? You want me to lie? Um I love her el- I love her elbow drop, but I just feel like her 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 wrestling needs to be more groomed, I guess, for a WWE style. 
Like I, she's I mean, doing really well, but I just I don't see the lore just yet. Is that why she hasn't been featured on a takeover since War Games? Probably. I think she still needs some fine tuning. I think she yeah, does. She's, a kind of, she's kind of taking like a Ty Dillinger break right now. She's literally only using house shows. That's about it. Yeah, and she was shown in the crowd in a takeover, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. As she might be coming up next, but I still she does. She's very good at being very animated mm-hmm. with her mannerisms and things in the ring. But what I think she needs to do is to hone more of the in ring stuff. What what a positive for her is that she's young and that she has time to do this stuff. Okay, here's a question for you, Reggie, for me. Do you think Bianca Belair is going to go for the title anytime soon? Because they're pushing her to the moon, and trust me, I love it. I love it. Well, if NXT has proven anything, just because you have a video package doesn't mean you're always going to get pushed to the moon. It just means you have a really good video package. True. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think Bianca Belair is going to get better and better and better. I don't think she goes for the title anytime soon. Yeah, but she's just amazing, Rain. She is one of she's a pure natural athlete, NCAA yes. Division One track star. Like she is as good as it gets in athleticism, mm-hmm. and she shows it. You know, she is she is picking girls up from the ground and lifting them up in the air over her head. That is wildly impressive. And she's that, a total sweetheart. Like, if you catch her, her husband. Like walking around Orlando or Winter Park or downtown Baldwin Park where most of the wrestlers live. Like she will literally stop, hug you, give you an autograph, take pictures. She's like the total fangirl. She's like she's someone who works for WWE but is also the fangirl. Like I love her, love her because yeah. I actually ran into her and her husband because I was Montez walking around Ford. Baldwin Park. Huh? Montez Ford, right? Yes, Montez Ford. I was walking around uh, Baldwin Park. I think I was trying to find something because I was starving, and I li- I used to live right over there before I moved to the apartment I'm at right now. And I saw them, and I had my Street Profits cup. Don't ask in my cup. I wasn't supposed to have it, but I didn't care. <laughs> and he literally came up to me. I was like in my phone. I'm holding my cup, not paying attention, and like I almost bump into him. I'm like, oh, sorry. And he was like, you have a nice cup. And I was like, oh, thanks. I look up. It's Montez. I'm like, <laughs> and I stop in my tracks. I'm like, oh, my God. 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 And he was like, you know who I am? I was like, get Montez Ford. Like, in that voice, like, get Montez Ford. <laughs> I lost, like, my whole entire voice. Like, he's like, do you know who this is? And here comes Bianca whipping her ponytail. I'm just like, ah! I'm like, Yo, how long out. is that hair in real life? Huh? How long is that hair? Like the ponytail, it's a fake. It's a point. It's a fake weave. Um, okay, it's Good. fake. It's like a clip on. But her real hair, it's like it's short. Her real right, hair makes is sense. short. But she wears, you know, the ponytail out, but like in a bun. So I was just like, I was like, I saw him like, oh my god! I was like, oh my god! You're belly belly. I get my test bars. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> like I'm freaking out, fangirling in front of all these white people. Sorry, because <laughs> Baldwin Park wow. is like a very ritzy, rich area. You like need to have money to live over there. So, and so I'm just like, oh my god, what are you guys like doing over here? And they're like, oh, we're hungry, so you know, we're over here going for a walk. And I'm just like, you guys are amazing. <laughs> like I'm just like, you guys are amazing. <laughs> and I couldn't like get any words out. He's like, he's like, what's in the cup? And I was like, you want some? <laughs> I just hand him like, you want some? And he was like. Of course. <laughs> he actually took a sip of my cup, started dancing. I'm like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm like seriously dead. 
I can't wait for the Street Profits to come back. They need they need to push like no. Where the fuck the are they? I don't know. Montez I, Ford is an, a fantastic athlete himself. Yes, he is. I don't know where the hell his tag partner is. I know his tag partner is here in Orlando, somewhere with his girlfriend. Like, cause cause I, all they do is take pictures around here. So every time they post pictures, I'm like, y'all need to just y'all come out in public. But then when I go out, y'all are just not there. Like y'all live so close to me, but I don't see y'all. What the fuck is the deal? Cause in my neighborhood, I know Ty Dillinger lives somewhere around my school. Cause he's always bitching about Jimmy John's and I'm just like the only Jimmy John's is like down the street. So he must live close. Then Naya has a house out here. Paige has an apartment out here with her boyfriend. Uh, shit. Who else? Oh, street profits, Bianca. They have an apartment. Well, Carl's house. Yeah, they have a house. So they all live in this area. So I see them, you know, when I see them, I just, you know, I try to be like low key about it. But like half is freaking out fangirl. I'm like, holy shit. The fuck you doing over here? Must, You're not a regular person. Nice. You're a wrestler. <laughs> must be nice. So, well, I, I met mean, Finn Balor on the streets in New York, so it is what it is. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you got to meet Finn Balor. Like this is before is it his bad? Like up. if I was to ever meet Finn Balor, all I want to do is rub baby oil on his abs. Just like, can I just? Can I'm like, I brought a bit. I'm like, I just brought a bottle of baby oil. I'm like, do you need it? I will help you. Did you also slide in his DMs on, on Monday his night, DMs? too? His DMs? No, his, he opened up his DMs on Twitter, and everybody slid in them. <gasps> no, I missed it! Damn it! <laughs> yes, he op- he made his DMs open on Twitter, and tw- and wrestling the wrestling girls on Twitter went nuts. I would have lost my damn mind. <laughs> Whatever, whichever girl got lucky enough to get close or even a reply, I praise them. Like, you lucky Bitch, I hate you. Well, you're lucky, but I hate you. He opened up his DMs on Monday. For how long? I yeah, wasn't paying attention. I don't like, know how long, but I know when I went on to live tweet for Raw is when I just saw screenshots of people like DMing Finn Balor, and I was like, what is going on? And then someone was like, Finn Balor opened up his DMs finally, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was dumb. That that was dumb. That was really really dumb. No, no, it's awesome. Do like for a night. Yeah, to what? see what happens. Do what? To do it for a night to open up your DMs if you're like a celebrity. Yes. <laughs> I'm so jealous that I missed it. I'm so mad. I just want to know why the hell is he tweeting one word tweets? Like, stop it. You're being so cryptic, and I don't like it. It's I a good thing. Like it. Huh? Use use Twitter to your advantage if you're a, a big superstar. Because he went from so, tweeting out like whole sentences to just one word or two words. Like what 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 was one that he just tweeted? Out? I'm just like what what are you talking about? Yeah, first he said Mexico, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about Mexico? What's in Mexico? What's Mexico? What are you talking about? <laughs> then he tweeted out peanut butter, and I'm like, what? Is, and he said bridges. I'm like, what? What Finn? What, what are you talking about bridges for? What? what Probably got two thousand likes. <laughs> Only two thousand. dating uh, Kathy huh? Kelly. About, yeah, he's dating Kathy Kelly, he's who is gorgeous in real life. Jay saying she's not gorgeous on TV. No, she's even better in real life. Like, what's different about real life? Seeing her in real life. <laughs> like she is, she is like she, like she's very good looking in on TV, but in in person, I feel like she's stunning. And I was like, oh my god. Have you met her? Or? I've I've been in the I haven't like approached her, but I've like 
walked by like she was outside of um Barclays when like ESPN was covering something for one of the Summer Slams. Oh, this was last year. She was outside maybe doing something from a network and she was like with all the security and stuff and barricaded and uh me and my me and my friend Danielle were walking by and we're like, Oh my god, she's gorgeous and then um when Elias did his concert on Bourbon Street, um, like the Thursday night in New Orleans um, she was in. She was in the uh, in the bar as well, mm-hmm. and I was like, she and her and also Noel. I was right next to Noel Foley and Frank the Clown as well. So I was, you know, I was I was in a pretty good position, looking you, at Kathy. Did, 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 did you talk to Noel? I didn't. I did not talk to Noel because I just really was looking at wanting to punch Frank the Clown in the face. <laughs> but like, <laughs> being, like Noel's also like that's, a tall glass nice. of milk. Like she's six feet tall. Um, She's hot. She is smoking hot. I don't know how she came out of Mick Foley's body, or how she came <laughs> out of Mick. Yeah, literally how she came out of Mick Foley's body at all. Um, but yeah, no, she's smoking hot. I actually live in the town right next to her. Like I know where her house is. She lives in New York. Definitely. She not lives on Long Island. Yes, I'm not Definitely a stalker. Not a stalker. I live in the area. Long Island's not that big. There's a lot of us like in a small Long place. I thought Long Island would be like huge. I, I don't know these things. Okay. It, there, there's a lot of us in a small area. Okay. <laughs> At least she didn't run into Jim Nightheart at freaking WrestleCon. I'm sorry. Holy shit. Literally you know made a fool into, out of myself. Huh? Ran, ran into Ric Flair. Yeah, lucky you. You ran into fucking Ric Flair. I literally was like coming out of WrestleCon. Because I was like, I don't know what we were about to do. But we were like coming out of WrestleCon. We're outside this ho- the hotel. And there is Jim Nightheart just standing in his gear. And I'm just like, is that Jim Nightheart? He's like, yeah, I'm Jim Nightheart. I can hear you. I'm not deaf. And I'm like, oh. <gasps> I'm like I knew to- I knew I met some guys who um during New Orleans who um went bar hopping with Larry Zavisco. What? Lucky bastards. God damn. Everyone saw everyone. Did it no, did anyone see the girl that Xavier Woods was was with at the bar no, in I did, New Orleans? No, I did not actually. Oh yeah, my friend got pictures. He was with some real ugly chick. And I'm just like, isn't he married with a baby? I don't know if Xavier Woods is married with a child. He is married. He did have a baby. I know that. Like, what, last year? Yeah, he just had his first kid. He was married because he wears his wedding band on when he has up, up, down, down. He has his wedding band on. So I'm like, you have a whole wife and a baby. And you're here <laughs> in Bourbon Street with ugly-ass women all over. Maybe maybe they're friends. <laughs> friends rub on each other's asses and caress Yes. Them? Yes. I mean, I mean, he. I mean, he was involved in that page scandal, so he is that type of dude. <laughs> and his wife did stay around for that. They never did get a divorce, so maybe it happened I mean, before shit. they got married. Huh? Did, did, didn't it happen? Didn't it happen before they got married? Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, think. Was, yeah, okay, yeah, it was before they got married. But yeah, he was definitely all on. Was that some... what they were dating? though? Yeah, I'm not sure. No, it was when they were dating before they got married. Oh damn! Well, she did stick around. That's that's. Tough yeah, woman right there. Yeah, she definitely stuck around. For them, I'm just like, oh, my God, he's cheating on his wife with some ugly-ass chick. What the hell's going on? Because there was so many wrestlers down there. Like, one of my friend's friends almost went home with fucking Tyler Baden. What's his face on Mustache Mountain? <laughs> uh, Trent Seven? Huh? Yeah, Trent Seven. Not, she didn't go home with Tyler Baden. She almost went uh, home with uh, Trent Seven at 5 o'clock in the morning on Bourbon Street. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Dude, well, why didn't she? That would be awesome. Because she so. did, but Tyler Bay wasn't too fond of people being in the hotel room without his knowledge. So he was 
pretty pissed. <laughs> oh, what it is to be young. Is there a, is there a lot of wrestlers goes like sleeping with fans at WrestleMania weekend? There was probably a lot, but I just don't know like which. Exactly like, I wonder if that's like a thing like every year. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Wouldn't be shocked at all. I also think New Orleans is one of those cities where it could happen more often than not. Like, um, even when when me and Will were out, like the night before NXT. We ran into half of NXT, like Vanessa Bourne, Fabian Eichner, Ricochet, Ruby Riot showed up, Velveteen Dream were all just all just showed up at the same bar. Ruby Riot, just one second. Ruby Riot, by the way, in real life is beautiful. Yes, she is. Beautiful human being. Tiny as all hell. Like very small person. Um, but very, very, very pretty. So but in New Orleans, just like the atmosphere, you can run into anybody at any time in NOLA. And that's a cool that's a cool thing. Yeah. NOLA's not like a very big town. <laughs> it's not very it's big, but not that big. Pretty so, much. Um we're running at at a time frame of about two and a half hours here. Good so God, I believe it's <laughs> I believe it's time to cut this off. Have All fun right. with your editing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. Okay. So, Ricky, go um, ahead and plug your shit. Yeah. First off, thank you, uh, Zildjian and, and Smiley, for, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Just, you know, talking to shit with you. Well, uh, getting... the rest of the crew, y'all owe me. Y'all owe yeah, me. whatever. But l- let me plug my shit really quick. Let's go into <laughs> Let's go on the promo road <laughs> real quick. Let's go on, folks. It's King Ricky Rose, uh, one of the third men of the Kings of the Rings podcast. You can find us on Twitter, KLT underscore podcast, on Facebook, Kings of the Rings podcast. You can find me personally on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, some people's DMs, um, on blogs at Ambassador Biggs, and also on other podcasts um, at Ambassador Biggs. My podcast, Kings of the Rings podcast, is part of the Rant with Ant uh, Network and Wrestle Addict Radio. You can find us on rantwithant.com, also on Wrestle Addict Radio, on, um, on iTunes, uh, Google Play, apparently Podbean, um, as well, and um, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. Uh, Stitcher, I believe we're on. We're, we're, we're all over the place. Um, check out some of our merch on represent.com on the WrestleAttic Radio and or Rant With Ann. Again, thank you guys for having me on. I really kind of want to do this again sometime. Yes, of course. It's a bring the home game next time. I'm reason. working on it. I'm always available. I don't know about the other two. They're like, mm, they have lives and stuff. <laughs> they have lives and stuff. What is that? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Zildjian65YT You can follow me on Instagram at Zildjian underscore 65 Subscribe to my YouTube That's where Drum Room is posted That's where This Week in Rock is posted That's where so much is done, posted um, My email is in the description If you want to be on Drum Room at all That invitation certainly is open to you, Ricky Oh, yes, no, I'll definitely... I will definitely be on. I'm about to be like a podcast merchant mercenary at this moment. <laughs> you can check out my premium content. Uh, all that is in is in the, is in description. That's all my plugs. And of course, you can find us at the TNT Podcast 2018 on Twitter. Me on Twitter is mzsmiley314. I tweet a lot, so forgive me. Also, you said to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, all that good-ish. And with that, we are out. That was episode 14, guys. Don't forget to subscribe. Definitely. Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, all of that good-ish. Don't forget to listen to the King of the Ring podcast. 
Our boys over there, they're crazy and they're loud and just like me. And it's insane. So thank you again, Ricky, for coming through. Anytime, anytime. Two and a half hours. <laughs> That's what she totally said. Totally worth it.